Welcome to the Simples Complex Podcast. I'm your host, Soaring Hummingbird. Today we welcome Yusuf Parker. Are you ready to answer to the three pillars, Yusuf? Sure. Are you free? Born free, free state of mind, killed my masters in, in regards to that philosophy, <laughs> and, all, and all, the above. all the above. Next, man, are you open? I don't know how open you're talking about, but I'm open to an extent. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then last and not least, man, are you ready to talk about us instead of we and I? I like that. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, let's soar, man. Most definitely. So, man, Yusuf, tell me what your truth is, man. Whatever you define your truth to be. It's funny that you say that. Like, years ago when I was a kid, I picked up the book of Sun Tzu. Mm. And I started reading it from back and forth, like, just from, from the front page to the back of the page and read it. I think I read Sun Tzu about, like, about four times out of my lifetime. I also read the book of Rashomon and the Bushido Code. Now, one of my truths, more or less, I have a staple as far as me living like, not per se living like a modern day samurai, but I have a warrior mentality. Mm-hmm. Whereas though it's like I'm a ronin because I don't have a master. But my truth generally is principle of standing up being a man with honor taking care of your family and being honest to the best of your ability depending on the situation so yeah yeah no so, being honest man like what do you to your best of your ability what situations do you deem the other party unworthy of your honesty I want to say unworthy like it's generally like I'm a street guy so you know, situations that you would get into, especially that I would get into as a kid or, mm-hmm. you know, my young adulthood, is like, I lived, I already went through my jail phases. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to go back. I'm happily married. I'm chilling. Beautiful kids, beautiful wife. So it's kind of, it's, it's weird. Like, situations that I can recall, more or less like, don't snitch, but at the same time, all right. Nah, it wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't do it. Oh, I don't know if he did or didn't. Oh, I didn't see that. Nah. Oh, he wasn't driving the car. No, wasn't nobody driving the car. It was a ghost. You know, the little yeah. shit like that. Little shit like that. But as far as like in a retrospect of that, to get a little bit deeper, as far as honesty goes a long way. So with that being said, it's like honesty is a good tool to have growing up in the hood because at the end of the day it's like your word is your bond so if you say something then you're supposed to hold up to it regardless of the fact yeah be a man of your word exactly yeah you always got to be a stand-up guy like you know and i feel like in today's society it's like really hard to do that sometimes because where do you cross the line of your i don't even know man it's just protecting your community and then protecting yourself and that's the thing, like, I remember, I remember growing up, like, how, like, I was talking to you earlier, how I, like, watched, I mean, I saw the devastation, how crack just ripped the asshole off the hood, you know what I mean, it, like, put a void in there, from cats having moms and dads to, like, getting raised by their grandmothers and their great aunts or their aunts or whatever family member that was around, 
so that that I would say that destruction and chaos, more or less, me seeing that, it's only a hand. I can only count on my hands as far as a handful of cats that actually grew up out of that and actually made something of themselves. Like a lot of my friends, dead, locked up, or getting out actually, which is weird. I was luckily and blessed to have an understanding mother and a fucking phenomenal dad. Like you know, my dad was a freaking freaking. I wouldn't even say a gangster; he was a mobster. But you know, that me even going off on a tangent. But no, no, man, continue. This is your truth. As far as like having that retrospect, as far as respecting the community, like we always always had love for the neighbors we always had love for the community like we you know we were raised as far as sweep the funniest steps look out for your neighbor someone's like unknown walking down the street we don't know that cat or whatever the case may be we even like even when it came to like being in the streets and just hustling and stuff like that like you know don't sell to her don't don't give her nothing because there's such and such mom or she's pregnant don't sell to her she has a baby in her stomach I know cats that just be gorilla and wouldn't give a fuck and just go out for the dollar. But having respect for the hood is more or less like don't sell in front of that house, don't chill in front of that house, don't chill in front of that suite. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like, yo, like you don't want no, you don't you don't want nobody sitting on your stoop. Yeah, <laughs> just chilling <laughs> and just you know drinking forties and smoking blunts. Nah, you don't want that shit. You don't want that because your mom be looking at you like, yo, tell them fools get off my step. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's culture was mad different. younger kids they have no respect for the community they have no respect for like the surroundings and it's weird because it's like damn we taught y'all better (laughs) like we taught you better it's not just that as far as just giving back to the community like it would be just it wasn't always big stuff like you know you always see like how the movies would portray Nino Brown giving out freaking turkeys and shit on Thanksgiving nah nah but like that's not how it really went not how the real shit went down. It was more or less like I remember this big Willie cat that I knew. He had like two Mercedes Benzes and a fucking Maserati. He would pay off like people's rent. Like you know, all you could do is knock on his door. Hey, I'm having trouble with my rent. He would pay cash. You know, I ain't dropping no names, but he would. You know, he would pay cash rents off. Like I remember many a times where though like. Not my family per se, but like people that I knew on the block where I grew up at. Like, you know, if their family came on hard times, like, we'll just come through. We're like, look, how much you need? Don't worry about it. Don't pay me back. You don't know. I'm not a loan shark. Here, here you go. And that energy is not there anymore. That energy is not there anymore. Even with cats that's doing dirt or even cats that are like having their own businesses and just giving back to the community. Like, certain, like, I've seen certain atmospheres with those, you know, cats, you know, that have businesses and stuff like that, with, you know, do little stuff for kids and all that, but it's like, nowadays, everybody's out for Delph, like, for self, and it's wild to me, personally. That's why I say it comes into play as far as me having a philosophy of of a ronin, a masterless, a masterless samurai, mm-hmm. as far as just having respect for my family and basically, you know, taking care of my surroundings. If my neighbor had a problem or, you know, I do little stuff like if I see a bunch of shrubs on my neighbor's step, I'll sweep them up. Because 
at some point, I'm like, dude, I would like for him to do the same. But even if he doesn't, I still don't care because it's like, yo, I got you. Yeah. You know, there's been many times when my neighbor's wife would come outside and be like, oh, do you mind? Did you just sweep this? I was like, yeah, I did. Oh, well, don't worry about it. I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. love. It was just love. And that's, you know, you know. what's crazy is like you're talking about the whole family unit and everything mm-hmm. and talking about how people's, like people are just being raised by their grandmothers and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like you saw the destruction of the family unit. Yeah. You know? Shit, fast. And the family unit, I feel like a lot of these cats nowadays have no idea what a family is. They they don't, believe it or not. And it's sad, though, that they even, they even have that atmosphere. Like, for me, I was, like I said, I was lucky. One of the few cats out of my neighborhood that was lucky to have a mom and a dad. A lot of my friends, like I said, like my one best friend, his dad got hooked on crack. And his mom basically started taking care of the house. Because, though, you know, he damn near almost lost everything. And, like, a lot of my friends growing up, a lot of them were raised by their grandmothers. Some were raised by their mothers. Or even some were raised by their fathers. So they grew up with that dynamic as far as, like, having a mother and a father around. But... Later on down the years, as you would see, like, the politics of things, you know, you would see that dynamic either separate or de- or deteriorate real slowly. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, my dynamic, more or less, was my mom and dad were together. But one day, my dad wasn't, my dad wasn't there anymore. Yeah. He wasn't living with us anymore. So, it was weird but funny as a kid because it was like, I went from, hey, waking up, seeing my dad to, where's my dad? Oh, he's at his house. Wow. <laughs> oh, we're here. Wow. You know? Yeah. No, man. It's so it's always been important to me as far as me being a man, me, and, me being the type of person, me being the man that I am, to secure my dynamic as far as just letting my kids know that I'm always going to be around, regardless of the fact if mom and dad have a, have a dis, you know, discrepancy about something or even we argue. But it's also good, too, to show the kids that we love each other. Like, me and my wife, we kiss and hug in front of the kids all day. You know, we're not, like, we're not on some shit like go get a room or nothing like that. Nah. It'll be, like, little pet peeves, you know, pecks and hugs and stuff. Yeah. Because the kids be like, well, why are you hugging daddy? Or, or <laughs> dad, why are you hugging mom? Like, can I get one? Can I have a hug? I'm like, yeah, you can have a hug if I feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, yeah, you can have a hug if I feel like it. But, you know, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. But that's why, like I said, it's important to keep that, you know, to keep that energy going. Because if you don't, you don't, you know, who's to say? You don't, you know, you don't want the future to, like, be tainted from that shit. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I feel like now we're, we live in such a tainted world of everyone is so selfish. Mm-hmm. about everything that they're doing mm-hmm. um, even on a spiritual factor um, if, if you want I don't know if you're religious or spiritual in like any on sense. a spiritual factor like be, to be honest with you I always grew up like my mom my mom was religious my father was religious too mm-hmm. like my father was Muslim my mom grew up Pentecostal Baptist she met my father converted then they separated, then she converted back, which was mad ill. But 
My childhood was spent going to Quranic school, and then later on in some years, I did a little Catholic school, then I went to public school. So religion, to me, as far as the selfish energy in the religion, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always been there. Like I've seen churches like take money from cats, and I'm like, damn, you just took her last hundred dollars. What if she was praying? She just went up to the altar to pray to God to help her pay rent, <laughs> and she give she's giving you a hundred dollars, but you didn't care to get a hundred dollars back to her or say, hey, let's cut you a check, sister, to help you out, or let's cut you a check, brother, to help you out. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, like, I mean, in a masjid, the energy's different. Like if a brother need if a brother or sister's in need, it's a code of Sharia, or the documents of Sharia in the Quran, where it's though like, if you see a brother or a sister more or less that's in need, you help them out. Mm-hmm. That'll be a form of sakat or a form of blessings to you. So, with that being said, you know what I'm saying like the energy is different, swings different ways. Like mm-hmm. like I said I. Like I said, just growing up in both of those in those two worlds, it was funny because I would like I would see one half just could be completely selfish, completely unaware, not caring about the other individual's plight, and then I see the other half like, oh, you got a leaky faucet? All right, I know a brother that brother such and such, he's a plumber. Mashallah, I'll send him to your house. Boom, no more no more running faucet or. You got sheet rock. Oh, you got holes in your roof. I know brother such and such that does roofs. Martial law. He'll he'll help you out. Shrek run. Boom. Whatever. And it's it's wild to me. It's wild to me because now that I see things as far as within this whole atmosphere, as far as this pandemic, it's not scary, but it's just funny because everybody's like, oh, six feet apart, six feet apart, and it's weird because I'm like, dang. The whole social anarchy and the dynamic of it has been just destroyed. Like, you went from dapping somebody up, giving them a handshake, and giving them a pound, giving them, pulling them in for a hug to boom, all right, that's all you get. <laughs> I mean, do you think we're going through some growing pains, though? Like, I feel like because we. I would, I would say it's growing pains, yeah. It's you growing know? pains. Because, how do you think the love is going to be after this pandemic's over? Do you think people are still just gonna be six feet apart, or do you think people are gonna just be so happy? Six feet apart? I was. They might be. It depends. It depends. Cause I I know now some of the love is digital, some of the love <laughs> is physical. <laughs> <laughs> like I see, like I've seen cats like link up with chicks online, and I see chicks linking up with cats online, and I'm like, whoa. Then, wow. Then you have cats that are like at home playing it safe in front of their laptop on some porn shit and it's like whoa (laughs) (laughs) women too they're like oh you home let's make a couple dollars so it's like wow i mean you got the only fans and all that yeah 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 yeah. i mean because i was like whoa only fans like it's like damn anybody could be a porn star now this is amazing well actually one of my really my (laughs) homegirls actually in san diego is doing that right now like i said yeah anybody could be one it's fucking amazing yeah, and, and she's making hand, making hand over fist. Yeah, she's doing well, man. It's it's something that she has wanted to do for mm-hmm. a while, and mm-hmm. you know, it's like, when do we, when do we stop judging everyone's walk of life too? You know, because there's some virtues to, you know, the street culture that you were talking about yeah. uh, that are absent now in today's society. 
it's not it, I want to say it's not just street culture it's absenteeism of culture in general depending on the individual and depending mm -hmm. on how they were raised I would say just in general like I get an example I was in Georgia people would walk by you wouldn't say excuse me whereas though like I grew up in the most I grew up in the most roughest city on the East Coast down there next to New York. And I'm like, now there's bodies dropping every day down there like it was the 80s and the 90s. And if you walk past somebody down there, you say, excuse me. People will say, excuse me to you. They were like, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, my bad. My, yeah. I stepped on your foot. Oh, my bad. Excuse me. But now it's like, like down you there, dare step on my Jordans. Like down, <laughs> like, but down south, the energy is different. Somebody will step on your feet and be like, and look at you and keep walking. That's why I said it's like almost a complete dislike, like a whole neglect of culture. It's wild. Even with the street, like I've seen hardcore street brothers. I'd be like, motherfucker just walked past me, didn't say excuse me. <laughs> it bugs me out. It bugs me out. Yeah. Even women, I'd be like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you, but the whole, the the whole. I would say now, as far as the whole destructive part of the culture, I wouldn't say culture is destructive now. I would just say. I would say more or less everyone's attitude is lacking. It's a lack of respect and love for the other for the other human being. And my whole thing is until we realize that everybody more or less is one individual and to have one's love for self, because there's people out there that don't love themselves. They don't even know how to fucking love themselves. They don't even know them as a whole, as a human being. They could look the, they yeah. can look into the deepest reaches of their hearts and you ask a person well who are you just a simple question like that who are you and they'll be like they want not <laughs> they want to know how to answer they'll just look at you like yeah and be like what what do you mean what the fuck what do you mean? They'll like, at, i'll ask you like what's your yeah. truth man you're like let me pause on that yeah. like let's yeah let me think about that you know yeah. like what's my truth yeah. you know i personally like my shit like when you ask me that like yeah. my shit is like love honesty respect that's mm -hmm. why i said the bushido code respect for one's respect for oneself respect for one's culture respect for one's energy respect for other human beings honesty being a stand-up guy and also loving one's family that's where that energy and that love comes from even if you don't have love for self you still have, if you have family or close family or just half a partial unit or a whole unit, more or less, you know that someone loves you. But like I said, it all it's all about self-love. Like I said, everybody doesn't love themselves. See, I see self-love like for myself as I go through this journey of learning to love myself. Mm -hmm. I um, have been going down an intellectual journey. Been reading more in philosophies. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, actually, I who you who um who you who am I reading? reading? Yeah. Uh, this this Mexican philosopher called Jose Vasconcelos, and so I heard him. It's the La Raza Cosmica, is what I just I heard him. Yeah. yeah. Um, he kind of talks about. I'm half Dominican and don't know Spanish, but I know a little <laughs> bit. So it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm reading him, and I'm reading more Mexican philosophy because mm -hmm. I actually I dropped out of school recently because, uh, to be honest with you, I was just sick of reading about white people uh, and everything. College, I look at it like this. I went to college, 
College is like a fucking financial fucking black hole. Yep. Period. That's how I became intellectual. Because before I even like, before I even started gaining, I would how to every like I hate to use the phrase woke because it's like oh, I hate that freaking because it's like dude I've I've been woke if I, if you could pick up a book and read it and understand the words motherfucker you're educated it's just that simple it's not even being woke woke is basically just a definite a, a new terminology it's just saying that an individual is educated regardless of the fact mm-hmm. regardless of the fact even if you don't know how to read this I know cats I I know cats out here that don't even know how to read let alone but they can add they can Go. F- they can basically. You can just imagine, like a hundred years ago. Exactly. That, that was you're they already. Can, they can throw up a reference. They can be like, "Oh, two plus two equals four. Boom. But you put a book in front of their face. What the fuck? What's, what's this word right here? Yeah. Conclusion. Oh, what, what does that mean? Look it up. It's a synapsis, motherfucker. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's a synapsis, motherfucker. Like, nah, B. Look, listen. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Is um, going into into like intellectual journeys. It's mm-hmm. it's it's tough. You know, because mm-hmm. you're trying, you're entering different people's worlds and perspectives, and leaving your own. And it's wild because you're taking someone else's energy into play and incorporating that energy with your energy. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have your own world, but you're invading someone else's planet. You're not even invading; you're visiting, and they're sharing shit with you. Like, oh, here, this is. These are computers and cell phones. Oh, word. Okay, technology. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh shit. You you know, you go you go back. It's like you take the technology, you go back, and you're like showing everybody, like, look, fuck the fuck this wheel. We have technology now. <laughs> so you know, you're talking about energy and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it's kind of how I define my my spirituality mm-hmm. is. Um, everyone has energy, mm-hmm. um, and they, I mean perceive it as however you want i mean the fact that we're talking right now it's just airwaves almost definitely you know and but your brain is taking that energy from my electrical synapses and and soaking it in soaking it in and perceiving it as something exactly and then my synapses are waving it back and it's like taking it in as well yeah that's why it's a wild thought yeah that's why i always that's what and people always misconstrue this when i tell them to kill their masters and it doesn't mean on some slavery shit like you know kill your masters or go kill your boss and all that no it means free your mind that's all it generally means sometimes your master is yourself exactly exactly sometimes you're the person holding yourself back within those chains mm-hmm. within with depending on what those chains might be it could be a, a chain of of alcoholism it could be a chain of smoking cigarettes it could be a chain of not reading it could be a chain of working out hell it could be a chain of dieting and just eating right it could be anything. Everything can be a chain. Exactly. Just like anything can be an addiction, but it's all about moderation. Mm-hmm. That's how you look at it. You know, I was reading uh, something actually before you came mm-hmm. um, called The Grand Strategy uh, by this Yale professor. Mm-hmm. And in this book, in the first chapter, he was talking about Cersei's, uh, the King of Kings in Persia. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> and his partner, I forget his name, Abernatus, the guy that kind of looked over the kingdom while he was off conquering Greece, basically. Abernatus, um, his, um, his second in command. His, his second, hand. yes. His um, hand. And he was diagnosing these, these two people as uh, this as the fox and the hedgehog, this concept. Um, that people, the fox basically is able to perceive everything. 
mm-hmm. you know, see mm-hmm. what is going to come down later down the road. Mm-hmm. But because he perceives everything, he becomes petrified by the possibilities mm-hmm. and the trials. Mm-hmm. While the hedgehog is only focused on one thing, <laughs> you know, and it's just going to bulldoze. And bulldoze everything. Everything. Exactly. You know, and that was Cersei. Cersei was a hedgehog. And um, how do you pronounce his, his name? His second in command. Um, I forgot his name. It's Abersump, Abernatus, or something it's of the Aber, sort. Abernacus, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, and he was the I fox. Gotta, I gotta get sharp on my Persian because I haven't read anything. I haven't read like. Man, I'm in the beginning. I stay away from like Yale philosoph- like philosophers from Yale and shit. Like, I, 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 yeah, I love like. <laughs> I mean, it's to each his own. Like you know, but I pick up my own philosophies and I like I dig in the crates. I look for old shit. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, old shit, ancient shit. Like, like I look for like philosophies. Like, like I was telling you before, I was stu- like, I was study like Japan, Japan warrior philosophies, mm-hmm. and like this one book I was reading. It's called the Five Pillars, and it's a good read. And it breaks down how you can respect a. Um, person or a man or a woman you know mm-hmm. it's new age how you can respect their craft as in a warrior sense so what I would do I would break it down in regards to like in a street manner and I would look at it and be like well most average cats that are like making 50,000 a week or some shit selling coke or whatever most average cats don't respect the guy that's working 9 to 5 but in the retrospect, that person gets up every day, does the same thing in rotation, 360 degrees, every day, Monday through Friday, sun up to sundown, same routine. And in the book, one of the teachers is explaining three craftsmen, the carpenter, the weave maker, the person that makes the, the person that makes the baskets, the weaver, mm-hmm. and the pharmacist. He breaks down. He breaks down as far as the. He breaks down as far as the craftsman, or the carpenter. Mm-hmm. How the carpenter has to be sharp at his tool. His tool, his blade has to be sharp. His craft and his eye has to be sharp, in order to design a chair or a table to a specific measurement. Without sometimes, without even using a measuring tool. But just using his eye. The same thing with the with the weave maker. They know exactly how to weave the basket in the exact size that person has. Oh, I need something to hold apples. They measure it by eye and weave it. The same thing with the pharmacist. The pharmacist knows back in the day they didn't have like cutting tools and you know they probably had an abacus. That's it. Just to count how many pills. But they're cutting the pills to to grinding them up and giving up a certain percentage to an individual or to their patient to let them know as far as, all right, take a quarter of this and this should stop your cough. Boom. So using that philosophy, it goes back to the old saying, never judge a book by its cover. Because mm-hmm. every craft, regardless no matter what it could be, even in this modern age, a bus driver, Hell, the person answering the cell, person answering the telephones, trying to sell you, 
trying to sell you a speaker, trying to sell you a loan. There's a craft for that. Hey, hello. Or even a bus driver. He knows exactly when to turn, how to turn a sharp corner at that point in time. Regardless of his you know, regardless of his allowed bus of traffic and all the above. Yeah, without even yeah. really thinking. It's but second nature. Yeah, and the philosophy more or less comes from just understanding life. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of um you ever heard of the five percenters? The five percenters? Out of New York? No. It's a derivative it's it started after it started after Malcolm X broke away from the nation of Islam. And he went he broke away from the nation of Islam and then he started incorporating traditional senses as far as Islam is concerned. He started reading the reading the Quran versus reading what they you know, reading what their troops were. And after he after he died, there were different sects or sets I should say, or sects mm-hmm. that broke away from traditional Islam and derived and created their own philosophies. And the Nation of Islam was one of them. And that was something that like that started out in New York and it like expanded all the way down from Philly and like Here up in DC. to DC. Yeah. Baltimore. Even down south a little bit too. And they had a philosophy where though like God is within you. You're a God. Like I'm God, you're God, everybody's God. And the world travels, the world spins on this axis 360 degrees, right? And then they use the calendar and have different numbers to represent what that what that might be. So, for example, if 5% of them will walk up to another 5% and say, Peace, God, what's today's mathematics? Knowledge born cipher, 675. Ill, ain't it? <laughs> Ill, ain't it? Yeah, exactly. So... Let me let me read you something that I wrote, um, and put your thoughts into this, especially after what you mm-hmm. what you just said. I call it the chase. I actually I was ready to read this to you, but I didn't oh, no. know. I, I had a feeling something was going to bring it up. <laughs> um, the chase, the race of the inner mind, viewed and participated by the one and the zero, the presence and absence, and by the something and nothing of the cosmic human on the earthly plane which is chained by the freedom and liberties worshipped by the concepts of humanity which protects the human from the impulsive self by creating society. In turn, we must listen to, listen to see and observe to hear so as to perceive what is not here. Perception is reality, but designed by your own chains. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, and to soak that in, Going from traveling from zero to one, zero meaning your beginning. When you're born, you're in zero. Now, there are other numbers you can incorporate going from zero to one. You can do half of a quarter, three fourths of a quarter, <laughs> one fourth, oh one God. third, you know what I mean? Or one and five fifths in between that travel. So, with that being said, can utilize that and incorporate that into a knowledge band and say well you're born you go to school you read you get educated then you incorporate that and always when you get to one one is when you get old and you die 
but that's in the short term. In between those, in between that zero and one, there's a whole entire lifespan. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you think about it, it's ill. Especially <laughs> when you put it like that. Like, it's mad ill. Because within that lifespan, you can experience everything in life from pleasures to sadness to love to heartbreak, to joy, heartbreak, everything within that span. And Why I tell that? people all the time that they always say, oh, life's a bitch, life is short. No, life is a long, beautiful fucking journey, period, comma, exclamation point. It's a beautiful journey because to travel, I mean, think about it. Think about it. When we invented, when we invented breaking the sound barrier, imagine how that pilot felt when he was in that speeding capsule flying through the fucking dry ass deserts of California. And literally, you could hear the crash and he's breaking the sound barrier. Like in his mind, you can only famish as far as what he saw, like in his like in his mind. Like his eyes probably just were racing, but in his mind, like his mind was probably moving like three fourth three fourth quarters of a second. So he probably thought about his birth, everything, like from his first kiss, his prom date, to getting married, having children, that getting his heart broken, his first crush, getting this popping his cherry, having his virginity taken. <laughs> like shit like I'm so serious. <laughs> shit like that. It's ill. It's ill. So you can only you can only famish as far as when we break the speed of light. Traveling through a fucking black hole or a wormhole. Because that's the only way scientifically, as they say, the other astronomers say, that a craft can break the speed of light. Which is even doper. Which is even doper to think about it. You're like, what the fuck? Yo, that's ill as shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I just don't even know, man. Like, that's why my spirituality, like, I perceive God as everything and nothing. And when you focus on him, or it, mm -hmm. or this divine energy, mm -hmm. he is disappears. He's only in your peripheral. And it's funny that you say that. Because religion is a construct designed to control the masses. Period. Period. Regardless, no matter, you know, now, I have faith. I believe in God. You know, a lot of cats, if somebody's listening to this and they're in the Islam, they're going to be like, oh, that's blasphemy. Ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, but I still prostrate, bang my head with the best of them. But regardless of the fact, you know, and fast during the Ramadan, all that. But to have to look at it in a brighter sense, instead of living in a box in a brighter sense, you got to look at it like, yo, we're ants in a big ass fucking ant farm. Like, literally, we're fucking ants in an ant farm. We're the only species on this planet that gets it. The animals get it. The insects definitely fucking get it. All day. But in that construct, you gotta look at it like this. You gotta, like, look at it like, bro, he or she created the world. He or she created the universe. The reason why I say he or she, because they always deem, you know, if God is there, they always deem God as to have a figure of a man. Why not think about God being a woman? Because if you think about it, on some on a, on an ill note, when you think about it, the mother, the woman is the cradle of society. She is the creator of 
earth. She is the creator of everything. <laughs> you know, we even call yeah. we even call the planet that we live on Gaia as mother. Mother. Earth. mother. mother earth. Exactly. You know, it's crazy so, you talk about that um, with the natives and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Iroquois Six Nations, they're, they're talking about how we have neglected Mother Earth we have. And, and Father oh, we Son have. We have. has been just taking over. We have. Like, yeah. we destroy this planet every fucking day between the oil spills and the carbon, f- the carbon just footprint, going out of here yeah. and the, our carbon footprint that we leave. It's mm-hmm. just fucking... It's disgusting. And it's like, when I think about it, I'm like, damn, 300 years from now, our species, not even three, I'll give us like, I'll give us like a cool 1,500 years. We might not, if technology keeps progressing, if we don't pay attention to our surroundings, and if we just keep destroying shit, like, bro, we're not going to have nothing. We're not going to have a fucking thing. Like, our, our kids, 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 kids won't have shit. They'll look back and be like, damn, y'all are fucked us up. <laughs> like, literally. They'll be like, up. y'all fucked us up. And it's, ew, I don't mean to cuss. No, no oh, you're good. Like, you're good. Right, cool. You're good. I got a mouth like a dirty-ass sailor. Man, oh, you, grew up, you grew up in Philly. You're, you're drinking some Crown Royal. I'm drinking Crown Royal and smoking a cigar, bro. It's going to come out. <laughs> yeah. It's going to come out eventually. It's going to come out eventually. But it's ill because, like, you know, cats will look at me, and if I get into, like, deep ciphers, you know, they be like, Bro, you you ill in the mud, dog. And I'm like, bro, it's called pick up a book. Read that shit. It's, it's not that hard. No, it's, it's not that hard at all to educate yourself. It is not that hard to even think of concepts outside your box. That's why we, that's why I live by this philosophy now, like kill your masters. Because at the end of the day, it's like, yo, bro, like, what are you thinking? You know, this is the whole reason I started this podcast was because... I believe that the truths are not going to be in the constructs of society, but it's going to be it's in not. the everyday person. It's not. And yeah. it is. It's, it, the truths are, they come from conversation, yes. not conversation from TVs and yourself. Exactly. Because for some odd reason, people watch Fox News and come oh, up with their gosh. own, come up with their own constructs and come up with their own ideas and shit. And it's like, bro, think for yourself. And a lot of people don't know how to think for self. No, it's it's super hard. It's, man. it's hard it's, is not the word for it. It's it's just it's, it's not hard is not the the word. I think what's hard is finding out that there's so much yeah out there, and it it's is. A, it's a, it it's is. a scary thing when you initially start on the journey. Oh, I mean, yeah. I want to say I want to say it's scary because for me, like intellectually, what saved me was art. Really. That's what opened me up to. That's what opened me up to like a lot of different other shit besides that, because I, I would go to the art museum in Philly, and like, I would go to the art museum. I would go to the Franklin Institute, um, a couple other museums, the Museum of Natural Science, and I, like, like in my teen years, I would go there by myself because I was like, you know, I would read comic books and shit like that, and you know, like me being a street dude back then, like I was, I would just be curious about shit like I just wouldn't go about I wouldn't go about just listening to another individual telling me well yeah you know oh sky's blue all right yeah I I know the sky's blue but (laughs) what this shit used to be purple dog like let's find out or the sky's blue because the sky's blue no I want to go find out why the sky is blue I want to know why like I want to know scientifically why the sky is fucking blue because the sun shines on a blue little pile of fucking dirt and the gases that are 
amongst the clouds reflect off of the clouds, which turn the sky blue. Boom. I'm like, motherfucker, that's why it's blue. And even also with art, like, I'm a major fan of pop art. Major fan. Like, from Wesselman to Andy, yeah, to Andy Warhol, Picasso, all those guys. And, like, I would look at their pieces sitting on the wall, and I would, like, try to picture myself in their minds to the point where I'm like, let me read about you. Then, you know, and I would read about, like, brief shit, but I'm like, no, I need a fucking diary autobiography so I can figure out what the hell you were thinking when you basically put you took that paintbrush and stroked it on to that canvas like I want to know what was on your mind like for example I read I didn't mean cut you off no no you're good no no uh, Um, I think you were like this talking about like going into other people's worlds oh yeah Um, this is like we were saying before yeah yeah so this is what I, I wrote I wrote this Portal, portal, dark like the rest. What kind of transcendence should I expect? Blackness is all I see in your square hole, and I know ovals are a different kind of soul. So what is your black hole? Oh, that's a diss. That's a diss to the motherfucker. That's called get educated, motherfucker. <laughs> that's called get educated. That's called get educated. That's yeah, called get educated. It's, it's, that's like when you walk by the street and you can feel someone's energy, and you're like, this motherfucker's an abyss. Yeah, yeah. Versus when you walk by somebody, you like peeping them, you like they mean mug you and they mean mug you back. And you like looking at this motherfucker, they look at you and you're like, all right, this motherfucker, yeah, you you ill, you ill too. All right, I'm ill too. All right, where? All right, bet. All right, and you walk off and you keep it moving. Yeah. It's almost like a, it's almost like an invisible samurai duel. You walk past somebody and they look at you, you look at each yeah. other, and you're like in your mind, you're in a, on a coastal beach somewhere, slinging slinging your katana against this motherfucker while you're walking by within a split second. Like looking at them like, damn, that's how the samurais used right. to do it, man. They would the, they would have fucking full blown fights without even unsheathing without their swords. Even, not even shit. Not even unsheathing their swords. Shit. I read I read samurai stories, whereas though like, guys will walk past each other, and have a fucking battle within two seconds, and then they'll be at a stalemate, or they'll say, they'll bow. You are a master. Within two seconds, like literally, walk by. And just be like, and just stare each other, stare each other down for like two seconds and look at each other and be like, oh, and bow, like, for example, if two warriors walk past, walk past each other and they stop for like a brief second, they have eye contact and then they walk away. And if the other person bows and the other person doesn't bow, that means he, you know, he won that duel without even unsheathing his sword. Now, if two masters bow, then that means it was a stalemate. It was a duel. Like, it was a stalemate. It was basically, <laughs> bruh, you got me, I got you. <laughs> Boom, all right, whatever. All right, I'll link up again. We'll link up again on some rice and some sake. Boom, all right, bet. And it's ill. Even to this day, like, shit like that goes down on a regular all day long. Like, I'll give you an example. I was buying sneakers in Atlanta. Guy walks up to me and says, "Damn, those some deaf ass, those some, them, them some, them some banging ass Jordans." And I'm looking at him like, "Word, that's what's up." And as I'm holding them in my hand, he's he's like, "Can I see them?" I toss it to him. I'm looking at him. He's looking at me, and we had a brief lock for two seconds. And then we, he handed me back the sneaker and was like, "That's what's up. You copping those? Yeah." 
That's how I knew. I, that's how I knew I won that battle, because I wasn't letting that shit go. It was like, all right, bro. Yeah, and that's that's again going to energy that everyone has. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Like I can't even imagine being in a room with like uh, like a Bill Gates or something or some some. Oh, I can. Oh, you know, I can. Like, oh, I can all day. I'm still in the beginning of my, my oh, spiritual. I can. Thing. I can all day. I can all day. It's like, dude, put me in. Like <laughs> the one person I I ask. I ask people this question all the time, and I don't even do. I used to do top five back in my like back in my weed smoking days. We have ciphers, and I'd be like, "Yeah, who would you love to smoke weed with? Bob Marley, Elvis, Jesus, or Albert Einstein?" One person told me Elvis, and I was like, "Why the fuck would you pick Elvis? He invented rock and roll." And I'm like, "No, the, the fuck, fuck he didn't. didn't. No, I'm like, no, the fuck he didn't. Oh, but." He had soul for white boy. I'm like, granted, yeah, he did. But why would you pick this shit? Then I had one person tell me, Albert Einstein. I was like, all right, now you're getting somewhere. Now you're getting somewhere. But then I hit him in the head with it. I said, yo, you know Albert Einstein was a fucking Nazi? They be like, no. I'm like, yes. Like, all those scientific theories that the Nazi scientific corps came out with, those were notations from fucking Albert Einstein. A lot of people don't know that shit, mm-hmm. which is even iller. But to chime back into that, who would you smoke weed with? Believe it or not, and that's an ill-ass question too. That's an ill-ass question. You had me stagnant right there. I was like, oh, oh damn, who would I smoke weed with? <laughs> wow. Out of those five choices, right there. Out of those five choices, yeah. I wouldn't even pick those guys. I wouldn't even smoke weed with them at all. I was about to say the same thing. I, I would think even, I wouldn't even smoke weed with them. I at think all. I would just have a conversation with Jesus. I would. I wouldn't even have a conversation with Jesus. I would love to smoke weed with, just to get into his brain to figure out what the fuck he was thinking about. Eichenhower, the father of destruction. Just to pick his brain. Like, dude, you created the fucking atom bomb, which basically turned into a nuclear, they they took that mathematical equation Totally changed warfare. Yeah, they took that math- mathematical equation and transferred it into fusion and said, "Hey, instead of an atom, instead of smashing an atom, nigga, why don't you just take a billion atoms and just use a nuclear fucking core, tap that shit into an atom? We can we can level cities." And I'm like, "What the fuck? That's some ill shit. Like, what the fuck were you thinking about? Were you were you drunk? Were you just were you possessed? Were you fucked? Were you, did you have a demon on your mind? Like?" Was the devil in your head? And it's like, it it's real shit, man. It's real shit. The reason why I said I would like to smoke weed with that motherfucker because I want to pick his brain and be like, why the fuck would you do something that fucking destructive to to even famish that shit? That's one motherfucker that I would love to smoke weed with. Another person I like to smoke weed with because their dynamic is so fucking ill and people just blow by it. Jim Morrison. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell me why. Why? This man said, I am the Lizard King, and I can do anything. He got that He got that energy from growing up on a Navajo reservation before the whole story of his, you know, the car crashing and killed all his parents and all that shit. He was partially raised by Navajos. Now, with that being said, 
they respected every animal on the planet. They, as far as they respected the buffalo, they knew the buffalo was for food, but they didn't kill it off. They grazed it enough to where as though, all right, we can kill one buffalo or kill five buffalo. Everybody's cool for winter and we got meat for the winter too. So we have clothes and food from all five animals. Then they respected the snake. They looked at the snake as conniving, but they knew the snake was cunning, wise, and also slithery, like stealthy. Mm -hmm. They looked at the eagle as overseeing, almost like he was close to God because the eagle was in the air. He was wise. He purchased. Mm -hmm. They looked at the lizard as small but mighty because it's energy. They've seen lizards in the desert picking up mounds. They've seen lizards in the desert biting halves of cactus just to get a drink of water. You know what I'm saying? So when he said that I am the lizard king and I can do anything, I said, motherfucker, god damn it. He's a genius. And people look at me like, Jim Morrison, all he did was smoke weed and use LSD and drink and drunk his life away. Yes, he did. But in those moments of when he had sobriety, his brain was just like a wide chasm of just thoughts, ideas, and energy. Even when he was popping LSD, that shit probably sent him to another realm or another planet where he didn't want to come back. Yeah, you know what's crazy is that's why my so my alter ego is being stored in hummingbird mm -hmm. kind of the same concept of, of how the natives came so i got that name from myself mm -hmm. after a manic episode mm -hmm. so i had a manic episode where i was running the street mm -hmm. one of those like people thought i was on k2 because people thought i was oh, on some, some crazy wow. shit um but i was sober wow um i heard the great spirit mm -hmm. um i heard whatever this divine energy is and I found that art is God and God is art. Mm. Um, mm. And so I heard, I kept hearing a humming. Yes. Just a hum. I like that. Just a beautiful hum. I like that. And, you know, I was in love with, the, with this, this girl, but I got this confusion. She just was the key that unlocked this door oh, shit. of my spirituality. Shit. Where I I was just definitely not one of those people that believed in God <laughs> or believed in anything. Oh, I know what you mean. I know what you, you know. Mean. I know what you um, mean. I don't know if anything's going to happen between me and her, and mm. I don't really care to be honest because <laughs> she already unlocked the door for me. Oh shit! You know, oh, and shit. I saw her as a hummingbird. Wow! And then I discovered myself as a my human vessel as an eagle. Nice, um, I like that. So that's why I'm soaring hummingbird. I am the fire bringer. I'm the, the light that nurtures everything. Mm -hmm. I'm the observer. I'm something that I'm just supposed to sit and listen. Right. And yeah. That's ill. Because, like, my auto ego is Lupe. In French, wolf. And not in a terrifying sense, but respects his, respects his pride or respects his pack. Friends that I grew up with are still the same friends that I have for like 18 years. 
we travel in a pack. If we, you know, we're, I moved away, some people, other people moved away, whatever the case may be. But we always find common ground to link up here and there. And when we do, we talk about politics, we talk about fucking life, we talk about energy, we talk about art, we talk about music, we talk about everything under the sun. And it's funny that you said love, which is ill because, bruh, before I got married, there were some wild chicks out there. Like, I can recall dating, like, Manundo, witches, but they use white magic. So when I got married, my wife was like, she had a different energy when I met her. Oh, yeah. She's a, she's an ill chick. She's an ill chick. I love her to death. She's an ill chick. When we got married, she was like, somebody put a hex on you. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I didn't even, like, I knew about this stuff. Like, you know, just me being half, you know, me being Haitian, Dominican. I knew the, about this shit. That Santa but, Maria shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and all that shit. Like, I knew about all this shit. But I'm like, I ain't believing it. I was like, I grew up seeing this shit. I see, you know, I grew up, you know, with my grandmother in Haiti, you know, freaking wearing white and traveling down to the beach and shit so like i know about all this shit but when she told me that i was like what the fuck she did a pendulum with the joint and all that it was like oh babe nah we gotta took took the um what do you call that shit um fuck. The, the sage the sage and like smoked me out with it and all that i was like whoa <laughs> and then everything started I was like, changing after. oh everything started changing energy everything started changing it was like whoa okay and like it was funny because like i look at my wife like she grew up in like south jersey so she's urban but somewhat urban so she's suburban but urban and i always fuck with her about that because i'm like oh you're so white and she's like no i'm not uh. and i'm like uh and i'm like oh my god uh. you know and i always fuck out you know i always fuck around with it she's like well you were born in california but like i ain't been there that damn long <laughs> so but it's funny because like she has rocks and crystals all around the house and beforehand i at first i used to be like come on man really what's up with these rocks bro like ah, oh, come on then she starts screaming me oh no i just washed that rock don't touch it oh leave it alone don't touch the rocks and i'm like all right and like it's the point where though now i'm like i respect that energy because i'm like yo since i met you like yo i build with you all day and it's funny that you said that because like I had love before before her, but not love like this. Like love is just beyond measure. It's almost like it's like for example, like I wish he was sitting here right now. That type love. Like, mm-hmm. that's my best friend. So that energy that she incorporated into me, it was like because the energy transfers back to like I've incorporated energy into her like yo like stop being a pushover stand up you know speak your mind you know don't feel uncomfortable around crowds oh I don't feel educated enough to speak and I'm like there's no sustain there's no such there's thing. no sustain there's no like such speak thing. your truth and speak your mind if you speak your mind speak your truth somebody in this somebody in this motherfucker is going to dig what you're saying regardless of somebody else might look at you like what the fuck are you talking about somebody else is going to be like Yo, I thought the same thing the other day. So you remember when we first met? Exactly. She was talking about her pot and exactly, the same, exactly, same thing. exactly. She's an ill chick. She's an ill chick, and like, I took that energy, and she taught me like more or less. She taught me more or less like you know, 
in retrospect, make shit happen. Like, if you have a dream, utilize that shit. Like, for example, with my with my sneaker line. Like, she was like, <laughs> woke up one day, she went to Delaware to go visit her parents. And I was like, all right, I'm not going. I'm going to camp out here in the house and enjoy the silence. Take the kids that you boom by. And she looked at me before she walked out the door, point, gave me the finger, was like, I want you to work on your sneakers. And I was like, all right. Came back. She came back that next, the end of that weekend. I had a website built in the whole nine fucking yards. But I just didn't pump the shit out like I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So in between when this corona shit hit, I was like, fuck this. Let me get to the grindstone. I bought my URL. And just in case, if anybody's listening, please check out Cartel Gallery. Dot luxury shoes. What is it? My bad. Cartel Gallery. Dot. <laughs> luxury brand shoes. <laughs> dot com. And just, you know, if you dig the vibe, let me check know. Check out the El Miles. Basically, the El Miles is fire. Yeah. But, you know, they got some lady shits too. Yeah. <laughs> plug in, plug in. <laughs> How my brother would say, gang, gang, gang. <laughs> But nah, like just taking that energy, she was just like, babe, just bust it out and do it. And I did it. You know what I mean? It was like, it was a blessing because it was like, I took the concepts of just like me being, me and me being Dominican, it was like, all right, and me being obsessed with the whole drug culture and incorporating that shit in the street vibe. And I'm like, well, fuck that. If Gucci could tap into Dapper Dan, why the fuck can't I? Why the fuck can't I do a twist on my own? So with that being said, I was like, well, let me design shit that I would wear, but also just on some selfish shit. Because every every artist is selfish as fuck. Oh yeah. Every artist is selfish as fuck. I don't care who you are. Take designs and be like, fuck this. This is what I'm gonna do. If I'm gonna do a glittery ass sneaker with fucking gold alligator print, I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. <laughs> if somebody likes it, they do. If somebody doesn't like it, they don't. And it's like, it comes into the reality of there's something for everybody. And everything is not for everybody. Case in point, everybody is educated. Everybody's not educated. Everybody has knowledge of self. And some people don't. It is what it is. Some you have know, an inner voice. Some don't have that Exactly. Inner voice. Yeah. I don't walk around throwing a hammer at everybody. Like, when I meet them, be like, Yo, uh, bro, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, nah. like everybody has their conscious awakening here and there, you know, just like I said, like, just like when you, me and you were both saying, like, I hate the terminology woke. Yes. Like, yes. you know, like, it's, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, it's just like, does it even have, mean what it means? It doesn't. This is like, for example, I have like major militant black power fists pumping in the air friends that would be like. Why these white people out here wearing fucking Black Lives Matter t-shirts? And I'm like, bruh, you need to go read the autobiography of John Brown, the 44 caliber, the 44 caliber abolitionist. Then you'll understand. This was a white man from down south who was Pentecostal Baptist who believed that slavery was un was unhumane, that everybody is a child of God in the eyes of God. Everybody, I don't care where you come from. So, with that being said, just to throw a little history out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 
he was the be- I wouldn't say he's the beginning. They say he was. People beg to differ, whatever, whatever. But to me personally, I think he was the the the, the flame igniter for the Revolutionary War. Whereas though, like you have a Northerner man who basically got hung in Kentucky for trying to rob the National Armory. So <laughs> that he real shit, real shit. He got hung in Kentucky because he got caught trying to rob the National Army because he wanted to put guns in the hands of African Americans at the time who were so, had the mentality of being so fucking scared because they were so fucking traumatized. PTSD like a motherfucker. To where though it's like, if I raise up, they gonna cut my toes off. If I raise up, they might they might disembowel me. And it's like, bro, what the fuck? You read the Willie Lynch letters. All day. All yeah. fucking day. Yeah. All day. So that mentality is fucking ill. Even to this day. Like, you see it all around. And like, I got into an argument with my wife the other day. Because she was like, debating about, it was some office shit. And she was just laying on just work stress to me. And I was like, well, fuck that. Don't go there twice a week. Go there once once a month. What are you gonna do with the rest of your accounts you gotta handle? I'm like, I can't tell them that. And I'm like, yes, you can. It's not about how you say it. It's not about, you know, it's not how you, you know, it's not about what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. You know, if you say it in a understanding and meaning way, through an email or through a Skype, what the fuck are they gonna say? So, not to diss her or some shit like that. Not like I'm not dissing her, but it was just like that moment of mentality, I'm like, Honey, kill your master. She like, oh, everybody can't kill their masters. Ah, like this is money. I'm like, granted, yes. She's like, everybody's not as free minded as you. Uh, you know, you get stepped on. I'm like, granted, yes. But at the end of the day, it's like, yo. That's why I'm like at the point where though I'm like, I need to work for myself. Like when I make my first fucking quarter of a mil, Lord willing. Not even. Well, well, I'm not even gonna say that. You're, when you're, I make, out I'm gonna there. put you're the. Out there. I'm gonna put that shit out there. Like when I make my first, because if you speak it, it will come to reality. When I make my first quarter of a mil, it's a it's a done deal for me. It's a wrap. Like I got my kids and in, mentally infused. Whereas though it's like, Dad, is this your company? No, it's your company. This is our shit. This is my. It's not just my company. This is my shit. LLC. This is my shit. This is our shit. This is your shit. When I die, you're going to take over. When when you die, you got your uncle, you know, boom, 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 boom. Your sister, help, boom, whatever. But this is not just my shit. It's your shit. It's not just mine. It's my wife's shit. Some of the concepts that I designed, concepts that I came up with, I would run it by my wife. You like this? No. You like this? No. You like this suede with this, with this alligator with anaconda? Yeah, I like that. You like that? I don't like the colorway. Switch it up. All right, I got you. You know, shit like that. You like this heel? Ah, I like this heel, but who the fuck is going to walk in it? Some sexy-ass European-ass bitch. Like, you know, some shit like that. But it's ill because, like, when I think about it, I'm like, I incorporate that energy into my footwear. So it's like, artistically, I look at it like this, like, how would you feel if you walked in my mind? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, almost like when you, almost like when you first met, almost like when we first met, you were like, "What's your truth?" And I was like, "Bruh, <laughs> bruh, you, I'm looking at you like you don't know who the fuck you're talking to." <laughs> I'm like, "Bruh, 
You know, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Right, you don't, bro. Don't open that box. It's not even a Pandora. It's just, a, it's a, it's this shit gets deep. And you know, it's funny, man. It's like I felt, like this might sound crazy, mm-hmm. uh, but I felt your energy mm-hmm. in a way. Like I even knew, like I accidentally brought you through that sangria. Oh like, no, that was like, an accident. That was more or less like, bro. I knew. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like I, here you go. Knock that out. All right. Yeah. Like to the I, point where so I was like, I looked at my wife at the end of the night. I was like, you're driving. I can't drive. I'm not driving right now. <laughs> I don't want to drive right now. I'm too happy. Yeah, no, like, I had a feeling, man. Like, it was one of those things. It's like, man, I'm only 23. <laughs> Word? I'm only 23. Word? <laughs> that deep? Wow. Yo. Yo. That's like I met this cat when I was in Atlanta. And this dude, this dude went from fucking... 2,000 square feet to 1,200 square feet house-wise within a within a year. Selling sneakers. Buying, selling, trading shit. And I was like, yo, that's dope as shit. I was like, that's dope as shit. And he looked at me like, yeah, there's levels to this shit. I'm like, yeah, I know. Here's my business card. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, there's levels to this shit, dog. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. And he looked at me like, oh, you want to run the shame shit back to me? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so, like... <laughs> For me to throw in this out to the universe yeah. is I am actually animating the, these episodes at some point. Um, mm. I already got an artist. Um, it was oh, I'd love to see an animation be that should be funny as fuck. <laughs> so what's funny is you, you already put your spirit animal out there, Lupe. Oh yeah, with so, the wolf. With oh, the wolf. Dope as shit. So dope as shit. it's basically just gonna be me as a hummingbird, just going through each campfire. Yo, it's dope. Right? <laughs> it's so dope. Just, just going so through dope. each concept, and you're That's talking about so Bushido. Dope. There's gonna be a campfire. Where all of a sudden there's gonna be uh, two samurais just like interlocking each other in oh, smoke. I love that. I love you know? that. I love, um, I love that. And I'm just speaking that into the universe is that this is happening. Uh, me and Kaylin Taylor, she she's an awesome artist. Name dropping. Yeah, I'm name dropping <laughs> her because she's gonna listen Dope to this. Um, she's an amazing artist, and she she's my artistic side. I'm the I'm the words, and she's the visuals. That's the that's, that's like know? how my wife is. My wife is the, I call her, I call her urban hippie. I call her urban hippie all day. Because, like, she'll wear, you know, she'll wear the dope-ass sneakers, fucking Versace sneakers, leather tights, a, a hoodie, and she have, is- like, earth rocks around her fucking neck. Dope shit like that. <laughs> like, real talk. Like, real talk. Like, it's so ill. It's so ill. Like, like I remember one time we went out. And we were drunk as shit, chilling. And she had like a crystal around her neck, like a dope ass just crystal, just chilling around her neck. And I'm just observing. I'm like, what the fuck you doing, my fucked out ass? And she's like, oh, honey, I love you because I'm like looking at her like, yeah, women love dangerous men. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like, granted, you ain't see the dangerous side of me. You know, I grew that shit out of me before, before I solidified myself on some fatherly shit and husband shit. But. It's just, it was just dope just when, you, when you said that. I was like, yo, because, like, I'm the militant half of her, and she's the cosmic, the cosmic energy of me. More or less, like, what's the best? I'm trying to think of a, the best crystal to describe her. She's an amethyst crystal. Tell me why. Why amethyst? Because amethyst is deep purple, but... It's rich. So when the sun hits the amethyst stone, that glow is eternal. 
So even when you take the light off, you can still see the gaze of light within the stone. Almost like a diamond, but diamonds can be crushed. Amethyst stones can be crushed too. But, but, amethyst stones were designed from Earth with the same, with the same chemical complex or the same density as a diamond. So, in order to crush one of a real authentic amethyst stone, you need an elephant to smash that bitch. Or like a pressurized hammer that smashes like a thousand pounds per second. So, with that being said, like I said, when the sun shines, it locks into the stone and then it just trans transcends through the stone. So when the light, when you take the light off, that shit is still shining, regardless of that. You can put it in the dark and you're like, damn, you can still see the purple just fucking flowing. And not just that, the energy or the definition of amethyst stone, it's like I forgot about it. I forgot the definition. I apologize, folks. But it's an ill stone. The reason why I say amethyst is because, like, even funnier, even funnier, on some funny shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I watch cartoons. So, like, my kids had me hook my daughter. I love her to death. Love you, Amina. That's my little star. Love my other daughter too. Love all my love my other. I have three daughters, but love them all. But that little one, that's my that energy. Like, uh, she just um, unapologetic energy, and she got me hooked on watching Steven Universe <laughs> on the Cartoon Network. And every time, and like I would look at Amethyst, the little character, and I'd be like, "Yo, that's my wife." Like that's my fucking wife, punk rock. Like how you how you saw the transition to Amethyst. She went from this. She went from this child that didn't know anything, didn't have knowledge of anything, to expanding her horizons and soaking in the world, soaking in rock music, soaking in culture, soaking in food, and soaking in everything. And went from just wearing t-shirts and tights to like ripped t-shirts a tights and some boots and i was like yo that's my fucking wife right there i was like yo that's my wife short and thick and i was like yo that's my wife dog but she's purple i was like yo this is so fucking dope and i was like saying to myself I was like where the fuck am i at in this damn in this damn cartoon i'm like all right i'm not the fuck here i'm not here at all so <laughs> i was like fuck that you, you know it's crazy i have this i have this crazy i have this crazy conspiracy basically that um, <laughs> oh no not that, conspiracy this, no oh, this is no. A, this isn't a, uh, i think it's original <laughs> but no thoughts original um no thought well i wouldn't say every thought is original because it's your idea even if it's a conspiracy and if you're deriving it from someone else's conspiracy your definition and terminology of that conspiracy more or less is your own viewpoint so with that being said, it's like a scientific hypothesis. So this Boom. is my this is my hypothesis. Then. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. So you know how fucking y'all heads up right now. Yeah, no, bad. this is this is gonna be this is gonna be really <laughs> fucked up. Um, so you know how in the Bible, God is the word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so basically, I feel like we've distorted God to the point where, like, how does He oh, communicate to us? Word. Word. How, how how would He be able to Bruh, communicate to us? Born. Word is born. Um, so I believe that. If you're in tune with yourself mm -hmm. and you really start listening to your inner self and that's where God resides, um, you would uh, find God in art and he would speak to you. My through. phone's ringing right now yeah. while he's talking. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm sorry. The missus, she's calling me. 
No, you can keep it playing. You put on speakerphone. Yeah. Hi, honey. Hey, what's up? How's the um, podcast going? Still in the oh, box. Hello. <laughs> broadcasting right now. What's up? You're live. Oh, cool. You're yeah. live. You're part of it. <laughs> You're part of it right now. What's good? Oh, wow. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I was just speaking. I was just, I was actually just, you, I just Weird, talked you right? up. I just talked you up. Because I was, um, Humminbird here was telling me, he was like asking me, because I was like, um, what was the question? You hit me with, um, we were talking we, about, we were, we were talking about crystals. We were talking about crystals, right? And then and I was Steven telling you, yeah, I was telling you how you're like an urban hippie, right? With rocks and stuff like that and crystals. And I was telling, and like, and I was, and I was telling Humminbird, I was like, yo, he was like, what crystal would, the, you know, would describe your wife? I said, an amethyst stone. And he was like, why? I was like, because the sun shines when the sun hits an amethyst stone, more or less, that light locks into the stone. Mm. And when you turn the lights off on the stone, or more or less, and when the sun diverts from the stone, more or less, the light is still in the stone. So when you, even in darkness, the amethyst stone still shines. You dig what I'm saying? Oh, honey, you're so extra. But and I was like, and I was in like, and I use, I was using, I was telling him, I was telling Humberberry, I was like, yo, I was like, I watched, you know, I got hooked on Steven Universe from the, on a Cartoon Network, just plug in, bang, 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 bang. bang. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like telling him, I was like, yo, I was, you know, got hooked on watching Steven Universe from Mina, and I was like, yo, I was like, the character Amethyst reminds me of you. How she just grow, how she growed and just went from popping out of the earth, not knowing anything and absorbing the earth and taking in energies from the earth, from food and rock music and just music in general. And I was like, yo, and I was like, every time I watched the cartoon, I was like, yo, bro, that's my wife, dog. <laughs> I was like, that's my wife, dog. I'm like short and thick. That's my wife. I was like, except she just, except she purple. <laughs> like an amethyst stone. I was like, bro, that's my wife. But then I was like, but I don't have no characters on here to describe myself. But I was like, fuck it. I was like, I can watch my wife every day on the Cartoon Network. I was like, fuck it. Sponsorship. You better get sponsors. Right, okay, Sponsor Humminbird. <laughs> Sponsor. Otherwise, I'm going to come get you, Car Cartoon Network, all day. Gang, gang, gang. Plug it. That was from my, I got that from my brother, a.k.a. freaking, what do you call yourself? What, what, what does Dave call himself these days? Rico. Rico. Rico, ah, all day, but yeah, yeah. That was just, we were just talking about that. Well, I'm gonna let you guys enjoy the rest of your podcast. All right, um, babe. Love you. I'll see you soon. Love you too. All right, look at you checking up on me. Make sure I wasn't <laughs> running the streets all day. That's what's up. Yeah, absolutely right. Love you, it was babe. Eleven o'clock at night. All day. Hey. Yeah, that's right, girl. Put the hammer down. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, love you, babe. Love you too. All right. Good night. Good night. <laughs> talk yeah. the right up. That's, yeah, to, that's yeah. so dope. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's an urban hippie. Her energy's deep. Her energy's deep. Like, like I went, she, um, she felt the energy that we were talking about. Oh, her. all day. Because I went, um, when I was talking, remember I was talking to you earlier about when I bought, um, I bought um, two pieces. I bought the um, the Frida the, piece the Picasso. and the Picasso piece. Yeah. Um, I bought her an Epsom stone wrapped in glitter. It was a medallion. Hmm. So deep. It was like, ew. When I saw it, when I walked into the store, I was like, oh shit, that's my wife right there. I need that. And like, not saying she likes Epsom stones, but she's like, it was the way it was, it was sitting, like the way it sat, 
it was like a thick but flat it had a flat surface in the front but it was thick around around the edges it was wrapped in glitter i was like oh that's pretty i was like oh but then i was like yeah she would use this shit as a good pendulum so <laughs> not a pendulum of death but a pendulum of energy to derive more or less to break it down for those that don't know to break it down in regards to a pillar pillar of energy towards that will swing left or right meaning more or less if the pendulum stops in the center then the energy flow is constant but if it swings left to right then the energy is confused just to school mm. some pack just to school some cats on it <laughs> interesting yeah school me yeah um go back to this conspiracy for you mm-hmm. with uh so yeah so to kind of go back to my manic episode i found so deep what what brought that shit on what happened my manic episode um don't say love it wasn't love it wasn't love it was was it school no it no, was, i'm interviewing him yeah so, so it was basically <laughs> what it was man was as a bouncer i was just there observing and just seeing the madness of and drunk of, of madness of drunk people drunk mad, ass mad, motherfuckers mad. just not knowing their fucking some not knowing their ass out of their head yes oh and, I, and after then the pandemic hit yeah what left was for me to observe but myself mm. so that then, would do it so then uh that just, would do it. just getting stupid stoned every single day uh, you would thought the weed would actually calm you down no, it gets me introspective. Oh, fuck. It opens you up. It opens me up. Yeah. And so now, and then, like, I but have then a... When you stop smoking, that's when you're trapped. That's mm. when that trap comes into play, because you're locked in your own head. I was already locked. But when you're not smoking, bro, yeah. you're, like, stagnant. You're like, what the fuck? I, I remember just off of just yeah. me back in my weed days when I used to smoke, I used to be like, what the fuck? Like, yo, what the fuck? Like... Oh, hold on. Fuck this. Let me roll back up. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, no, I don't like how I feel right now. Like, yeah. this shit, nah. And, you know, like like any other cat that's, you know, the family unit being destroyed, especially being Mexican. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my mom's a very strong, independent woman. She old school? She's not old school. She She's an activist. She's an intellectual. She's an academic. She's an amazing woman. But she... So she's like a Frida. Yeah, but didn't know how to communicate with her own son. Wow. That's ill. So, I, that's how I first learned how to observe. Because mm-hmm. uh, I saw all the dysfunction between my parents. Mm. Uh, my dad's how was your dad? So, I don't know my biological father. I met him once when I was 18. Mm. Uh, but I was raised by uh, who I consider my father. Uh, so Bro, I had a father. He, he, he raised me. Wiped he my raised ass. You. That's your dad. Yeah, that's my wiped dad. Your ass. That's your dad. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily have to bust a nut to be a dad. <laughs> yeah. But he is a genius. But mm. he has a lot of childhood tra- uh, trauma. Mm. So like his genius was never manifested into very much. Mm. Unfortunately, mm. Uh, now it is. You know. Mm. Um, but me growing up, it was, it was it was difficult for him. I mean, mm-hmm. he was 20 years old when he decided to be my father. Oh shit! <laughs> shit. With with another woman's, uh, with, with another man's child. Child. Yeah. You know, I mean, that speaks leaps and bounds. Um, and so that's rough in his own retrospect. Yeah. So I had two dysfunctional parents who loved each other, mm-hmm. but both had their childhood traumas, and they never worked them out because they were so young and had a child. That they never went to therapy, they never did anything to work it out, and so I was just there, just observing, 
what do I not want to be like? You know? Do I don't want to be like her or do I don't <laughs> want to be like him? And so uh, I'm a very outspoken man, but like yeah. um, with them, like it yeah. took a lot of courage to even yeah. just speak up and to declare myself as my own entity. Mm. Um, and so during this pandemic, I was going through all these introspective thoughts mm. of life. Mm-hmm. You know, what is reality? What is true? What are these signals that people are sending out in, into the universe? You know, like peop- I know what you mean. Like people are straight up sending signals. You know, uh, where our bro, brains are, are bro, radio our, frequencies. Our minds are antennas. We they pick are. up every fucking thing, regardless of the thought. And so I'm going through these thoughts, and my mom doesn't know how to communicate with me, and she would just lock her door uh, because she was uh, working. Oh, so shit. now I'm just alone, alone, left trapped in your own thoughts, trapped in my own, you. just me. In regards to the. You're in, and you're at that vulnerable stage in life where you're like, who am I? Who yeah. the fuck am I? Who am I supposed to be? Yeah. Like, who the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck am I? Not even just who are you, but what what are you? Like, yeah. I, that shit hit me when I was like 20, 21, something like that. And I was on my first marriage. I got married when I was, I got my, I got my, I embarked on my life journey at 16, no, 17. <laughs> I embarked on my life journey at 17. I moved out at 17. And like, I learned the ropes, you know, like my mom and dad always taught me how to, you know, take care of myself, you know, cook, clean, pay bills and all that shit. But like, when my first marriage, I found myself being my dad. My dad was a fucking, like, he was a mobster. I found myself being him. I was being a mobster. Like, my first marriage, I recall moments where as though, like, I recall moments where as though, like, I was out of work. And, I, you know, I knew, I always knew how to maneuver. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would leave home, and, you know, tell the first wife, give a kiss, you know, give a hug, kiss the cheek. And then, oh, oh, we need, oh, this bill's due, this bill's due, we need diapers. All right, I'll be back. <laughs> like literally, I'll be like, I'll be back. Pop up like two hours later, like five grand, two grand, four grand, or fifteen hundred or twelve hundred, and I'll look at it and be like, um, don't ask where this came from. Just put towards, you know, put it towards whatever you need to put it to. What about you? Uh, don't worry about me. This this is for the house and for you. And I had to look back, and I'm like, and I'm like, damn. Like the reason why me and her never like worked out because like she wanted me, she wanted me to be on the straight and narrow. And I was like, oh fuck this! Do you see the money I'm bringing in right now? <laughs> fuck, I need to be straight for it. What the fuck, I need to go legit for it. Like why, why? Like that's besides. Back then, like me being young in my twenties, I didn't, I didn't know dick. I was fucking retarded. But I was fucking, I was so fucking stupid. Whereas though now I'm looking at myself, I'm like, dude, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah, no, but back then yeah. I was like, "Damn, I was dumb as fucking hell." So when I look at that shit, and she was like, "Oh, I need you to go legit," and like me and her never worked out because it was like she wanted me to get a nine to five, and I'm like, "No, I'm going, I'm going to play these streets, fuck this, and pay these bills." And I'm like, "Money's good. You ain't got to want for nothing. You don't want for nothing. You don't ask for shit. Like, leave me alone." Yeah. <laughs> but I found myself being my dad, which was even fucked up even more because my mom and dad broke up because my dad didn't want to change 
he didn't want to change it all. It was more or less like my dad was educated as fuck. Like he was a psychology major, but he chose to sell weed out of his van. Like not just weed. I'm talking about like quarters, fifths, ounces, pounds, three pounds, four pounds, eight pounds, fucking 20 pounds. No, real shit. <laughs> yeah. 20 pounds. And like shit, he put put me, my sisters, my brothers through fucking college off pounds of weed. Like literally pounds of weed. And this is a man with a fucking psychology degree. Like literally could talk could talk to you for days about the world and the knowledge of self and just every fucking thing. Every fucking thing. Knew every dirty fucking monster in Philly. Knew every dirty motherfucker in California to New Jersey to Chicago. Every fucking body. I think for real, for real, my truth, it's true for him. I always, I always laugh about it and I look back. God bless his soul because he passed away. But Rest his soul, yeah. Yeah. I look back and I'll be like, yo, you probably supplied half of the fucking East Coast with your weed, bro. <laughs> like, I probably smoked your shit when I was developed. <laughs> Like when I was eight, like I probably smoked this shit because this shit was probably circulating, still circulating. But shit, I was like, damn, I probably smoked this shit when I was in college because you were still alive when I was in college. I was like, whoa, that's that's ill when I think about it. But like I was saying before, like I found myself being him in my first marriage, like in my early twenties, I was him. I was like, fuck this. Ah. Then when I started educating myself. I started transforming myself into the better half. Not my mom. Like, I was my mom's spirit in love and energy, but I didn't like how my mom didn't stand up for herself. So, I incorporated both their energies. I took the bad with the good. And I took the good with the bad. So, me being the person that I am now, I took my dad's attitude towards retrospect as far as dealing with people, being a stand-up guy, and just head-on, non-apologetic, speaking his mind, whatever the case may be, and then using the heart, the spirit, the energy, and the blessings of my mother, and using that in my kind side, and using my mind's eye in regards to being open and engaging people, and just being conversive and just universally being trilateral. trilateral <laughs> you know what I mean? I like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. I won't try everything, but I'll take it to, I'll take it into retro. You know, I'll take it to mine. Or, you know, listen to somebody's philosophy and you're like, eh, I dig it. I don't really feel it, but I dig it. I'll use it to my own personal benefit. You know, yeah. That type yeah. Of you, you, you start taking things um, and leaving the bad things you don't agree with and exactly. you try to make it all your own exactly. and that's what I'm doing and that's what I'm doing with my yeah. you know I say conspiracy but I call it my truth yeah. I call it my truth your lie yeah like um, that's like like for example I use my dad's energy as as an impulse to deal with bullshit in life like mm. alright look motherfucker nah I'm not going down like that then I use my mom I use my mom's energy as as an understanding of my love for art my love for culture my love for people my love for energy good energy yeah. you know what I'm saying just energy in general like I use that as an incorporative and it's like boom alright bet 
<laughs> like I use that shit. Yeah, no, I. That's kind of what I'm doing with with my parents. My, with all the traumas that my parents kind of put me through, mm-hmm. I'm strong like my mom. My Mikasa is. Mm-hmm. I am strong, but I'm intellectual like my dad. Mm. Um, my mom's intellectual. Don't get me wrong. Like she's one of the smartest like women out there. She's a woman, not a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a huge difference in a lot oh, of major difference. And a lot of cats don't understand that difference. They don't. They don't. <laughs> a lot of cats don't understand the difference at all. They're like, well, what's the difference between a woman and a girl? I'm like, you bro, like you, it's self-explanatory. It's very self-explanatory. It's like, it's like, what's the difference between a woman and a queen? I'm like, ooh, bro, that's even better. It's self-explanatory. It's self-explanatory because a woman could be a woman, but a queen is a fucking queen. She's the most powerful piece on the chessboard. Exactly. Because like you her know. power, her energy exuberates through the whole chessboard. Yeah. She commands moves even when you think she's not commanding moves. You know, and and that's the truth. And that's kind of like I've realized. I'm playing. I'm beginning to play that's the game I, of chess of life. That's why I wish every man on the planet Earth is blessed with a queen. Even if you don't think you got a queen, it's called open your eyes and observe the woman that you care to share your bed with. Like, you'd be surprised if you just sit back and just listen to what that woman has to say. You'd be like, oh shit. In retrospect, you're like, or, oh shit. You'd be like, oh shit. I, 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 shit. I found myself, um, like, with the women I've been sharing my bed with. Mm-hmm. I just want them to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> like after the the, the beat is done, just, I'm kind of like, damn. Right, now I'm, you're speaking, and now like I just want you out right, of my you house. Talking? Damn, I just busted nuts. Like, <laughs> like, like I just bust by. Like be out. Like, and it's like it's almost like I like that shit used to be like I used to be like that too, but I don't need these I don't need these like fucking artsy fartsy bros that would just suck me in. For like a whole year, and then my life is trapped. And then, oh my God, I don't meet these white witches. You wouldn't even know they white witches. And you'd be like, because they don't even know. You're like, this bitch got a Gucci bag. Then turn around, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, who is that? That's an Indian goddess. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> you're like, yo, like, why is that a big mantle in your living room? Oh, shit. Like, you know, you're like, oh, shit. And, you know, like, it was just wild. Like, yeah, yeah. Whereas I'll be like, all right, I got to get the fuck up out of this shit. That's why my wife, when I married her, she cleansed me. I was like, yo. I was like, I, like, she opened my eyes and I started realizing. I was like, I see what you're talking about as far as energy, honey. Like, I see definitely, I definitely see what you're talking about. I've, like, for me, like, one of the last people I was with, she just, like, kept, like, trying to suck. Suck like, your all, energy and All your my energy just kept, like... Like after, like after the whole fact of everything that happened, <laughs> you know, she just kept like trying to pull me close, and I was just like, "Why are you, like, like don't you see me pulling back? back? Yeah, if I'm pulling back. Why the fuck are you coming closer to me? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm, if you see me kind of, if I don't call you within a fucking week, and you call me like, if I if I saw you Monday and I ain't call you, and then you turn around, you call me on Friday. Hey, what happened to you, bitch? I don't want to talk to you. Basically. I don't want to be bothered with you. Yeah. Like, a lot of motherfuckers don't get that. Like, motherfuckers don't get that shit. And now I'm kind of like, so, like, I, like this again, everything, like, I, like two months ago after having this, this episode, mm-hmm. I don't feel the, the physical need anymore. Nah. Anymore. Nah. You know, like, now I'm just like, 
I just want someone that feeds my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. f- like makes love to my intellectual. And you're just like, and then women are like, oh, I can fuck your mind. Like, no, I want you to make love no, to it. There's, there's a, a difference, difference between fucking, between f- mind fucking and making love to a mind. It's completely, totally fucking different. It's so that different. That whole aspect of that, like, like, I even hate the premise when chicks say, oh, I'm a mind fuck you. Come on now, cut it the fuck out. So now like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, like, like when that shit, when, like, when I was, like, when, back in the day before I got married, it was like, before I got married and I was on a bachelor mood, like, I lived life like Darth Vader. I was just ice fucking cold. It would take a strong woman to pull energy out of me. And then even when you pulled energy out of me, it was more or less like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. <laughs> like, I gave you this. I gave you that. You know, like kind of like with Anakin and, and, Pat, and Padme. When he first met Padme, he was like, you're going to be mine. Padme was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> then when he got older, Padme was like, oh, Annie. And no. And, Annie, and Anakin was like, I have to go talk to Jedi Master Yoda right now. I don't have time to talk to you. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo, then later on down the line, it was like, he opened up and I was like, I can't live without you, Padma. Oh, Annie. And it's like, ah. but that's how it was with my wife. At first, in the beginning, it was like, show me your world. Express your feelings. Give me your energy. This is what you get. I opened the hat. I opened this can halfway. Anything else opens? No. <laughs> like, no. Whereas though, like ten years, nine, ten, fucking fifteen years down the line, I'm like, as you see, she calls. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> but it's the, that 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 wall's still up though. Don't get it fucked up. That wall's still up, and it's and. It's more or less the nature of a man to have that wall. And it's not it's not a, f- a futile thing in regards to us blocking them. It's more or less an energy of us just being on our guard. Because yeah. it's like it's like, yo, you know what I mean? Motherfuckers broke my heart before you. So it's like I'm open. Like shit, like I've been married for ten years, and I'm like, I still got certain walls I put up, you know. Like wife was, one time looked at me one day, she was like, "So tell me about your street life." I'm like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Yo, what do you want to know? Like who I killed or who got killed or who I served and how many pounds of coke I cooked?" Like, no, I'm not telling you this shit. (laughs) I could get indicted. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck you know. We're well, you know who I know. Yeah, we're making that up right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're going as we go. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I just not sharing shit like that. I'm not sharing things that personal. You know, it's no. So, but it took certain things where she would ask, and I'm like, she would pick and pry, and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 I was in Jersey. No, I wasn't in Jersey. And you know, da, 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 da. and I'm like, nah. I'm like, then I had to think about. I'm like, why am I talking to you? 
that deep. Like, you opened up a level where though a level shouldn't have been open. So now I gotta realize that certain walls have to be established. But not even walls, barriers. Not even barriers. Yeah, barriers. Mm-hmm. Certain barriers have to establish because, like I said, us as men, when dealing with the opposite sex, it's hard to for us to express ourselves even if the woman is like crazy deep. I mean, she could be like freaking Maya Angelo deep. And you're like, butterflies flutter pitbulls wear tutus <laughs> and pigs fly baby yeah most yeah I'm, I'm with you yeah i'm with you but then she turns to you and says so how do you feel about pitbulls wearing tutus and you're like they dance and that's it and that, yeah <laughs> you're like they got tutus for a reason you know ballerinas wear tutus and I'm so that myself, means they dancing yeah i'm finding myself <laughs> running in that cycle i'm running into that cycle a lot that's um, because you're still young you're like Shoot, when I was 23, I was like, what the fuck? Like, literally, I was like, where are you? Like, you know, I was echo to the world, like, you know, almost like fitting on the roof. Can you hear me? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's crazy. It's like, it's that kind of goes back into my conspiracy, man. It's like, um, I like I was, because, because I was by myself and I wasn't hearing, like, fucking bouncing off my ideas off another human entity having a check of reality um everybody is not ready for your ideas so you have to be guarded in regards to who you share to yourself and not even that not even to yourself but you can share ideas you can bounce the shit off to yourself all day but you have to be aware of who you're sharing shit with because like i said when you're dealing with the opposite sex their ideas are completely no offense i love women i love y'all to death all day all day love love my wife all day <laughs> but it's a different brain chemistry too it's the old saying women are from venus men are from mars or is it men are from mars women are from venus however the however the saying goes two different spectrums two different planes two different planets us as men we think with our dicks then we think with our mind women guys are like mathematical equations so with that being said you can't always assume what's on your mind so when you ask us what's on our minds and then when we open you're not ready for it point blank it's just that simple you're not ready for oh my god this motherfucker just created an atom bomb in his brain yeah, as he was talking to yeah. me or he just constructed a nuclear bomb as I was talking and Ooh. oh my god <laughs> And then they look at you like, and you're like looking at them like, well, you told me to share. And you're like, why did you share? And they're looking at you like, well, why did you share this much? It, it's you like this. Deep. You like this. I wrote this too. Oh, that's dope. Um, it's kind of related to what you were saying. Yeah. My love dance dances with the devils. Your purity is untouchable. The vices <laughs> serve you, but control me. Virtue serves me, but controls you. So together, let's tango with the angels and rule the devils. got to say is power you that is power you <laughs> power you meaning that shit when you embarked into it it was so deep that you lost yourself in complete nirvana to where as though when you exited 
when you exited, it was an exodus. <laughs> Meaning, when you left, it was like freedom. Yeah. It was like well, it was I, like the tribes of Jerusalem crossing crossing the waters while you know while Moses parted the water. Speculation. Speculation. <laughs> <laughs> And he's sitting on the hill writing the Ten Commandments, and you're like, I'm writing these commandments for you to understand <laughs> where I'm coming from. And she's looking down on you like, why are you writing this? You know what I mean? Like, you're like, you're like, like why? And you're like, you know, it's not on some masculine macho shit. It's just on some shit like, I'm free, and I want you, I want you to, sh I'm, I'm going to show you how free I am. <laughs> like, and I'm going to give you this lesson to why I'm free and I'm going to explain to you why I'm free but if you want to be free with me come on but if not then you can stay down the bottom of the hill while I'm still writing these fucking commandments and it's deep as shit it's deep as shit yeah I know man that's it's... real ill because like I had moments in life like that whereas though like I found myself so happy physically but my mind was fucking trapped I mean my mind was trapped to the point where though my ideas were her ideas her ideas were my ideas and my ideas weren't even mine they were her fuck fucking that, ideas fuck that, fuck that, and it was man. so fucked up to where though I was like when I did get free from her no name dropping no name dropping <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did I do to myself? And it was like, damn. To where though now, when I met my wife, I was like, where the fuck have you been all my fucking life? And she says the same thing about me. Like, where were you? Where were you when I was 21? Where were you when I was 23? And I'm like looking at her like, where the fuck were you when I was 17? <laughs> Fuck 20s. Where the fuck were you when I was embarking into my 20s? Like, I needed you. Like, we would have been chilling. We would have been millionaires by now. <laughs> you know? So. No, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's like, I, am, I found the yin-yang, right, through mm -hmm. deep, deep meditation. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's also what I was doing before the whole mania happened, before that episode, was mm -hmm. I was doing deep meditations mm -hmm. to the point where I, like, I was feeling two energies going through my nostrils. Mm -hmm. One was kind of gray, sparkly, mm -hmm. like once it entered my body. Oh yeah. Uh, and then oh, I yeah. felt like a huge tingling right here in oh, the yeah. center of my forehead. Oh Just yeah. Just a huge tingling. Oh yeah. Um, and so then I, then I was like, oh man, I I see the ecosystem that is the world that is that is humanity. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, maybe I could fuck with it. And then I saw. And that's when everything we can fuck with it. <laughs> and that's when everything started going downhill. That's when everything crashed. It was like, oh, maybe I could fuck with it, but maybe this was too much for me to consume so, right now. Yeah, like maybe I need to just channel this shit back. And so, because like, I wouldn't say I had a manic episode. I had a, I had, yeah, it wasn't manic though. Like, it was. It was me just going through transitions. I wouldn't even say like an emotional transition. Oh man. I I had a long term relationship years ago before I got married, of course. Mm -hmm. And 
this girl was my world. And, like, we broke up. And, like, I was just fucking lost. Because, like, like, she was artsy and everything and, like, fashionable. But at the same time, she was just shallow as fucking hell. But her brain was so transcendent. And I was like, you're a fucking monster. Maybe that's what she was. Like, what the fuck? Like, real shit. Like, I look back I look back at it now. I'm like, this bitch was a preacher. Not saying women are bitches. My bad. No, some but people are. I was like, looking at her like, this chick is a fucking monster. Like, to be shallow, but to be intellectually endowed, to be intellectually, like, inclined and to be knowledgeable and to be educated, and not just educated, but to be knowledgeable and educated, but to be shallow as fuck. And I was like, oh my God. So when we broke up, I was like, oh my God, what the hell? And the day, I remember the day we broke up, my dumb ass, I went to a fucking, I went to a house, I went to a house music rave or a party or whatever the fuck it was. I don't remember what this shit was. And like, I found myself I jumped out of I was in a taxi going to the going to this party and I was like alright let me clean my head if I go dance to some fucking soulful house music I could free myself free my mind for a minute and like free myself from all this negative energy that I had and I got up out the cab I told the cab driver I was like stop but I was in the cab I was like stop stop the cab drag cab driver was like why why are we stopping i was like fuck that get out i threw in the money i was like fuck that i got out the cab and i fucking ran i ran and then i ran so fucking hard the shit was was ridiculous i ran like somebody was fucking chasing me it was so ill to me that i was like what the fuck my mom was racing i was like what the fuck then i started crying while i was running i was like what the fuck is wrong with me <laughs> like literally i started running i was crying i'm running and then I made it to the party, and, like, I wiped my face, and I was, like, and I just started dancing, just dancing like I was, like, un- uninhibited, like, just fucking dancing like I was at Burning Man or some crazy shit. And everybody was just looking at me, like, and apparently, like, it wasn't like everybody was looking at me like I was crazy. Everybody was looking at me like, yo, this motherfucker, pop, he pop locking his ass the fuck off. <laughs> like, god damn, like, I was doing shit that I didn't even know I could do. The way at the end of the night, I was so drunk took a cab back home and I crashed and I woke up the next morning I swear to god every joint every joint in my fucking body hurt then I got a call from one of my friends was like yo bro I didn't even know you could fucking windmill dog what <laughs> yo you was so fucking yo you was tore the fuck up that night last night bro like you was windmilling and shit like last person I seen windmilling like that was crazy laid in a fucking breakdance demonstration I was like Bro, you was fucking skateboarding too. Like, bro, dog, I didn't know you could do a fucking 848, a 480. I did a 480. I didn't know I could do a 480. It's like, nigga, you was drunk doing a 480. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dog. No, real, real talk, B. You did a fucking 480. I was like, when the fuck was that skateboard? Oh, there was a skateboard ramp in the in the party. Where the fuck was he at? Bro, it was at the studio. Whose studio? Such and such studio. I was like, he had a skateboard ramp in the studio? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh shit! It was banging. Yo, you bro, you. Oh, what happened to that? What happened to that Indian chick you was with? I don't know. Woke up. 
oh, she right here, dog. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? I was like looking at myself, like, how the fuck did you get here? Oh, it's oh hi. I was like, oh, oh yo, you gotta go. <laughs> but to make a long story short, on that shit, like, I feel what you coming from, but like, I don't describe shit like that as a manic episode. I describe that shit as an emotional. An emotional, I call it like, cause when I, cause like my shit, I don't even, cause like my wife probably, when my wife listens to this, she probably be like, oh, you snapped too, huh? And I'm like, no, I didn't <laughs> snap. I had an emotional fucking breakdown. Well, you know, like, that's you know what, what I mean? I'm, that's what I'm discovering, man, is the world tells me, it's like, it, it's weird. It's like, um, keep talking. I'm going to find something else that I love because mm-hmm. it's related because they, they put me on meds. It's, I, it's like the world tells us to pay taxes, go to work every day, and be a good social security number, and be a good bank account number, because that's all the fucking social security number is, is a bank account uh-huh. number. But See, this is, this is what this was. This is what? what this was. Take these meds, they're here to save us from you. Mute that voice so as to clip your wings, fly on the ground, not the sky, for that's where we reside. Pedal faster, we aren't high, we only want to see above the sky. We are the master of your mind, so call us the masterminds. Mm. Yeah, man, like it's they. The definition of manic is wrong. It's it's the chi that we all possess, and it it just ran rampant within myself. Um, I don't even call. See, I don't even call manic because some of the greatest minds in the world were considered manic. Picasso, like, <laughs> fucking Picasso. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Fucking Michelangelo cut his ear off. I'm not the calling off. myself Picasso, by the way, people. No. Uh, <laughs> like, Michelangelo cut his ear off and painted fucking Mona Lisa. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? That, that wasn't manic. Because Mona Lisa is considered the most beautiful portrait of a woman on on this planet. You know what I'm saying? So, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't define it as manic at all. I define it as an emotional transformation it's a transcendence exactly yeah more or less like evolution i look at it like this every human being no matter man woman or child evolves at some point to where as though they understand themselves like i look at my kids for example like my youngest son he went from this like mama's boy, daddy's boy, to I don't want to wear that. I want to wear like cartoon stuff with dinosaurs on it and all that. To him wanting to be hip and like, dad, I want those sneakers right there. Why? Cause they they're fresh. He went from listening to Sesame Street to Travis Scott and Jack Boys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like so, like it's. It's an evolution, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even myself personally, like, I went from a street dude to a, a savvy, educated street dude, you know what I'm saying? To a savvy, educated street dude to a fucking artist, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. to where as though it's like, if I traveled back in time and asked my, and told myself like, yo, bro, you don't, you don't design your own sneakers. Get the fuck out of here, man. Get out of here, B. Like, nah, I ain't trying that shit. Like, real shit. Like, I would have been like, nah. You ain't, 
really? Come on, really? To a point where though my brother be like, my younger my younger brother looks at me and be like, bro, you want some Kanye shit? And I'm like, nah. I'm trying to be beyond Kanye. I'm gonna be like, I wanna be like the last emperor. I wanna be like fucking Carl Lagerfeld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love Carl. Like, not saying that I want to be Carl Lagerford, but I want to be similar to him, how he transcended his design, not his, not on the design aspect, because my designs and my sneakers and my clothing, it's not like Carl Lagerford. It's more or less like in a, in a mind state of how he created an empire for his family. Whereas though I watch fashion shows with Carl Lagerford and he steps out on stage with his grandkids. And it's like, this is you. This is you. This all this all belongs to you too. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like this is uh, this all belongs to you. This is all yours. You can have it. When I die, it's it's yours. It's yours. You you can you can sit on the board in the big conglomerate, you know. So it's like it's like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like life is individuals evolve. Yeah. So when you had your emotional moment, that was your wake up call of evolution. And that was to... just and that's just your first stage of evolution, bro. Believe me, like that like I said, like life is a long journey. By the time you get my age, you're gonna be like, damn. You're gonna look back and be like, yo, you so right. And by the time you get fifty, you're gonna be like, you're gonna be hitting me with emails of Cause I got the same, I had the same number for 10 years. You probably call me like Yusuf, yo, bruh, this, yo, this shit is dope. Like, this shit is dope, bruh. I just became a dad. Like, this shit is dope. Like, bruh, like, I'm about to get married. This shit is dope. Like, bruh, I found this chick. She, she transcends me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this shit is dope. And I'll be like, bruh, I'm right there with you. Let's go. Like, bruh, like. You need a bachelor party, bro. I'm right here. I'm right with you. Let's go. Let's go. Like, bro, I'm in, I'm in the aisle right there with you. Let's go. Yeah, man. Or it's... you know, you get blessed to walk down the aisle and be like right there looking at you like. <laughs> <laughs> probably wearing go some Elmios on my fucking feet. Bro, I'll be probably wearing a a Gucci throw. <laughs> who, who, know, who knows if you'd be wearing Gucci throw? You might be wearing your own throw. Lord willing. I'm just saying, Lord willing, I'll be wearing cartel gallery throws. Cartel gallery, cool. Shit, I already got cartel gallery sweats. (laughs) (laughs) If you need to check that out, athletic wear, one plug, boom, boom, boom. Cartel gallery dot kencustoms.com. That's the athletic brand. Well, that's the athletic wear. Sweats, rain jackets, windbreakers, got stuff for the kids. I have bedding. I have cell phone cases. Boom. Just... Check the website. If not, then you can text me at not giving my number out. <laughs> but you can hit me on the email at cartelgallery at yahoo.com. And I'll respond. Back to our conversation. Yeah, no. Um, so I went through this transcend- transcendence, man. Like, mm-hmm. I was actually talking to my mom about it because, ah, poor mom. Because my soul left my body. So now it's just my human vessel with all the negative uh, she energy. She hit you with the old school, with the old school shit. No, man. Well, dude, I threw her phone, man. She lost her phone. Like I was running around the streets, rampant, uh, and I was going through this euphoric phase, and I was sober. I even saw a white light, man. Bro, you were lucky as shit that you had somebody to talk to. 
like when I had my when I had my emotional moment, because I call it emotional moments. Yeah. When I had my emotional. I just talked to her yesterday about this too. Yeah. Fun when I had my emotional transcendence, my dad was gone, my mom was gone too. My my mom's passed away as well. God bless her soul. God bless. Like I had nobody to talk to that would understand what the fuck I was going through. Like I called one of my uncles. He was like, "Get the fuck out the street." <laughs> like literally, take your ass back home, smoke some weed, watch some TV, motherfucker, smoke some weed and go watch Star Wars and read some comic books. I was like, motherfucker, click, you don't get it. Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't no. get it. So I was like, what the fuck? I had to deal with this shit by myself. And how I drowned myself into my transition was fucking alcohol and vagina all fucking day. I became person that I didn't even like at the at some point like I was like it's it's funny you say that man I had women coming out pouring out of my fucking ear hole it was ridiculous and I'm like like I mean I was young black I lived in a bougie ass fucking loft and I'm from Philly so I lived behind a fucking art museum like, I was bringing women home every fucking day, just numbing the pain. And after a while, it was like, it was like, kind of like, it was kind of like how the dude felt off of fucking, off that Spike Lee movie. It was like, like dust. <laughs> I was like, I ain't got no more. You got to pop vitamins and Red Bull. And it's like, oh, come on, you can go some more. No. <laughs> well, I got to go work. I got to go to work. No. Yeah, man. Then I'll get off work and be like, hey. And it's like, no. <laughs> then I started realizing to myself that I'm giving away my fucking energy to strangers. Like, okay, I know you. No. But I don't fucking know you. All you know is my favorite color. And I like, I like to drink Martell in Crown Royal. You don't really know me. Like, you just see the nice side of me because I paid for dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you see the nice side nice side of me because I called a cab. This was before Uber. This is how old I am. <laughs> this is before Uber and shit. And this is before fucking, what's that, Lyft. Lyft, Where yeah. it was just yellow cabs. Like, you just know me because I, I was a gracious gentleman and called you a cab instead of kicking you the fuck out. You, I let you spend the night and I had extra toothbrushes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and you wanted to stay. And my only excuse was because I had to go to work. And I really did have to go to work. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? But I started realizing, like, I'm giving away my energy too much. Because when you sleep with someone, you're giving away a part of your fucking soul, believe it or not. Which is No, I believe it, believe it, Believe it or not. Like, you know, some people don't believe in soul. Some people do. But... Even if you don't consider the soul your life force, you're giving that shit away to somebody that you don't fucking really want to fucking be with. It's just the physical fucking aspect. And it's like, why the fuck? It's like, when you have those moments, you're having this selfish moment where it's like, you're like, all right, I just got to get my shell, got to bust a nut, and all right, well, damn, you look good. You got big, you got nice ass, you got nice titties. Oh my God, you got a pretty face and your lips got work. Boom. Ah. 
and you know you're having fun but when it's all said and done when you look back at it and when your mind gets locked into it especially if you're an intelligent being you're like oh my god i just gave my life force away again why you're like why like why the fuck did i just do this and like i had a wake-up call around 27 26 27 i was like i need to settle the fuck down i'm tired of just giving myself to women and it's like these motherfuckers don't feel like i don't feel like they have potential for me whereas those like i don't feel like their energy's worthy of me whereas those like they might feel like they're worthy but to me personally <laughs> yeah, you're not no, worthy nothing. of me yeah like i'm a king you're a fucking pebble that's how i felt which was ill as shit for me to feel that way no disrespect to the women but that's how i felt i was like what the fuck and i was like i need to find somebody that i can lock with that i can engage with and lo and behold my second wife comes just appears out of nowhere in a fucking bar of all fucking places i'm with one of my best friends on the fucking earth and like she tells everybody all the time like whoa when i first met yusuf i thought he was just a fucking nerd he had on glasses and an argyle sweater which i didn't if you're listening babe i didn't have an argyle sweater on i had on a fucking t-shirt some chuck taylors and some jeans and I had glasses on. <laughs> I had a sweater on. I did have a sweater on, but it wasn't Argyle. It was a, what was it? A, it was a cardigan. Ah, it was a cardigan sweater. But I it was see. on, it was on some, like, I was just threw that shit on because that wasn't my normal lay. I just threw that shit on. I was like, fuck it. My homie called me. He's like, yo, we're going to get some drinks. You got to get the fuck out the house. I'm tired of you looking like a fucking miserable fucking asshole get the fuck out let's go boom i threw some shit on and like i said lo and behold my wife is present in front of me in a fucking bar in philly and i'm like yo and the first thing i asked this woman i said i asked her i said what was the first thing i asked her? i asked her i said yo keep talking i'm gonna get short on the time and i was like asked her i said yo where did you come from? She's like, I came from my mom. And I was like, wow, you came from your mom. <laughs> but it was like the dumbest thing I could ever say out my mouth. But it was just me thinking of ways to break the ice. But that energy, as far as me just understanding her, she saved me from just giving my energy away to just random motherfuckers. And it's like, it was a blessing that I was able to embark on that. Sorry, y'all, I was sipping. But it was a blessing that for me to embark on that. And I know she would probably be listening and be like, oh, honey, oh my God, I love you too. But it was deep though, because everybody needs to meet someone, no matter man or woman, that they can share cosmic energy with because like I tell everyone and I tell this 
to my children. I tell this to my teenage children. It's not cool to sleep around. Like I tell this to my older teenage kids. I have a I have a 19 year old and I have an 18 year old. Mm-hmm. I tell them all the time, like, yo, you can't just be frolicking around. It's not just because you know you don't want to be labeled. You know what I mean? As a hoe ass dude or a smut chick, nah. You just don't want to give your energy away to everybody. You don't want to tell everybody your fucking story neither, because you don't know who that person is. Can't think that motherfucker, that motherfucker could be evil as shit and could use your energy to fuck against you at some point yeah. in time of life. You don't even and know it's who fucked the monsters up. are. Exactly. You don't know who the fucking monsters are at all, at all. Like I just believe God's walking around. Yeah. No. Um. Like you don't even know who are the gods that walk among us. I mean. I, I believe they do. I mean, um, like, I don't know, like, in my mania, um, like, I saw God, or I, what I believe God to be, um, like, I don't, I don't know how to, how to explain this the best way. Like, it's the Holy Spirit. We're, we're all just bits and pieces of this the spirit so when we give ourselves to another we're basically connecting our inner god to to them um but yeah like talking about giving our energy to uh, to each other like i don't think people realize that we're all gods and goddesses exactly that's like that's like the philosophy that I was telling you before with the five percenters. How they define one individual as God and gods of the earth. How they greet each other, they're like, What up, God? What's good, God? You know what I mean? And they're like, What's today's mathematics? God knowledge born cipher. Cipher born of cipher born equality. And then they were like, Oh, how does the earth transcend 360 degrees within one cipher? That's where the terminology cipher comes into play in regards to like the world traveling this axis and 300, the earth traveling on this axis 360 degrees. And it's a ill, it's a ill philosophy, but like it's one of those philosophies that you're like, yo, it's this shit is on this shit's on you know it's it's good fabric. Yeah, it's a good meaning when I say good fabric. Meaning more or less is quality, or it's it's on point. Something yeah. that you can wear like a fine coat. <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm definitely because like everybody shares. When you give away your energy, it's not cool. Every like kind of like kind of like what Humber was saying, like you know, there are monsters out there. Not on some Halloween scary shit, but on some human shit. <laughs> yeah, it's some human being shit. People are fucking evil. Not everybody's evil, but you know, when when someone's upset, you know, or whatever the case may be, us as humans, they're just tit suckers. Exactly, or you know, succubus. You know, they suck the energy out of you. You know, there's some people that are they'll suck the energy out of you, and there's some people that actually have good spirits, whereas though it it blends, it blends. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like going through this, this phase of, I'm like kind of done sleeping around. I've kind of done my thing. <laughs> uh, I just want someone that could f- like intellectually feed me and be on par with me. It's, it's hard to find that. 
It's hard. Like the like being on took, par is hard. It took me fucking years to find that shit. And then when I found it, I didn't even know I fucking had it until like I exposed myself. Then when I exposed myself, it was like, damn, bro, you fucking got it, B. Like, damn, <laughs> son, it's right, it's right here. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, oh my god, like, yo, what the fuck was I doing for all these fucking years? Or, you know, it's like, damn, I was being a dickhead, and you was right here in front of me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's... Like, it's funny as shit. It's funny as hell. You know, being a bouncer, man, like... Whew. I've had uh, women invite me to hotel rooms. I can only imagine. Especially here in D.C. and U Street. Oh, I can only imagine, because you're, like, in a mecca right now in D.C. <laughs> yeah, I was in U Street. I was in Adams Morgan. Um, I had, like, these two older women... Divorced from Iowa, two white women. Um, Maybe the ones. They basically, like, I started realizing they started seeing me as like a boy toy, mm-hmm. just as a little toy. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I was like, how fucked. They see the hair, that? and you're like, oh, you're Latin. Yeah. 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 Oh, you be my, my you be my Camacho. Like, yeah, nah, yeah. man. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, and I started realizing that. And I was just like, this is not. This is not chill. Like this is. I know what you mean, because women would be like, <laughs> see me, but like, oh, you're an island boy. Uh, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, fuck. And it's like that fucking stigma. Then I would meet like white women. They'd be like, oh my god. I'm like, uh. Then I meet Indian women, and it's like, uh. You know, I dated all nationalities, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> and none of them were deep. None of them were deep. Like, you know, like I had one. I met during my transitions. I met one Asian girl that was like there, but she was on some family shit, and I wasn't ready for the family shit yet. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? I was 25, and I'm like, what? Like, what? The, where, where do you come from? What yeah. planet are you from? And it was so fucked up. I wound up, I wound up breaking up with her because my dumbass at the time. Not saying I'm a dumbass. I'm not. She's a yeah. good chick. <laughs> I just wasn't. I mean, like, like, I wasn't ready for what she was bringing to the table. You know, I, you know, I had stuff to bring to the table as well, but it just, she caught me in that point in time in my life where I wasn't ready. Then Paul's, a couple of years later, boom, I meet the missus, and like, she unraveled every last fucking fiber out of me. And like, for men, us as men, and not just men, but us as intellectual men. What it takes is more or less a woman that has a level, a level of sophistication and a level of knowledge and a level of perseverance, meaning patience, an educated woman with patience that can sit back and deal with our bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple. 
I mean, to be honest with you. I mean, I got a lot I of mean, bullshit. Yeah. Yo, us as men, we come with bullshit. It is, it is what it is. I don't know if it's our dads throw the bullshit on us, then our moms sprinkle a little bit of this shit on us, <laughs> and then it's like we're trapped trying to figure out what the fuck we, what the fuck are we, and what the fuck are we gonna do, and just I'm gonna be like my dad, I'm gonna be like my mom, or I'm just gonna be both of them, or I'm just gonna be me. But then it's like, who the fuck am I? Then it's bullshit. <laughs> then it just turns into like, it turns into gumbo. It turns into a mix of everything. Yeah, no, man. It's and I, to find that, like when you find it, believe me, it's the most, it's the dopest, happiest feeling on fucking earth. Especially like when you grow with this person, bro. Oh God, like damn, like it's gazing, like. Wake up to a person, you're like, you could fart around somebody, <laughs> and somebody's comfortable with you farting around them. It's like fucking amazing. You could walk, you could take a shit, you could be in the bathroom taking a shit, and they walk in the bathroom with you, and just have a conversation with you, and never mind the fact that your ass stinks like fucking hell, it smells like trash truck food, and you're like, and you just talking to them like, oh yeah, yo, so how was your day? Oh, my day was fine, and yeah. Oh. I pay these bills and you pay those bills and you pay this and you did that. Oh, okay. And how the kids and how was your day and this is my day and oh yeah, fuck my boss and oh fuck your boss too and yeah, fuck oh, your that's, boss. How, that's how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my boss is an asshole too. No, well, your boss is an asshole too. Oh fuck it, fuck them all. Oh fuck the emails. Oh fuck the skypes. All that shit. Then to find somebody like that, you be like, damn, that's ill. It's ill. And then when you build on an intellectual note, oh my god, it's like. It's like when you go to sleep at night and the person snores. Not saying you snore, honey. I love you to die. Because I know I snore too. <laughs> that person snores and you're like looking at them and you're like, yo, stop snoring. Whereas though, like, if it was just any old, any other person, you know, any other chick, you'd be like, yo, you got to go. <laughs> like, real talk. You'd be up, like, like yeah, real talk. You'd be like, yo, you got to go. But if it's that person that like that woman that gets you, when it, like, you just like look at them. And I'm gonna tell you the I'm gonna tell you the golden sign. I'm gonna tell you the golden, golden motherfucking sign. sign. The golden sign for any brother that's for any brother for any chick for any chick and for any guy that's listening. Golden sign of knowing that you met someone intellectually compatible to you. The number one question is when that individual asks you is. What's your plan five years from now? Granted, no one knows where the fuck they're going to be at five years from now. Not a soul. Nobody. Even if you ask your grandmother or your your great auntie. Oh, where do you see yourself five years from now? I don't know. I guess getting married or going to church. Nah. It's not even like, it's not even like on a plan goal like, oh, I'm going to work. I'm going to get this career. Da, 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 da. No kind of like where do you see yourself mentally like more or less like it's an open-ended question like my wife hit me with this shit and it wasn't on like a five of course it was like a five-year plan like yo nigga i want to see where you at but not just that but she hit me with that question that's the typical relationship question that any woman would ask a man when they meet them and also do you want kids (laughs) (laughs) most guys be like yeah and some guys be like fuck no i don't want kids but that's neither here nor there. But the number one golden sign 
is when you when you met someone intellectually compatible to you is when that person basically spills themselves to you and while they're spilling themselves to you meaning just telling you their energy their light their truth their love their understanding when you see that that's what you know that's the motherfucking one because when a person engages you that fucking deep even if you first met them first love sight type shit when you first met them when you first meet them and they just engage you with that shit and the energy's right you know what I'm saying like you and the energy's right whereas though like you could do some, some, something simplistic like just walk in a fucking park and, a, and look at fucking birds and nature and they look at you and just express the world like this is look at the birds you ever wonder how they fly you ever wonder why they fly you ever wonder like why they fly when someone asks you like just open ended questions about nature and just expressing themselves about love and energy exactly that's when you know that person is for you but you also gotta keep in mind that sometimes that shit is masked by shallow ignorance so the way you have to break away the chain from the shallow ignorance is more or less Ask that person, are you free? That's what you ask them. What are my three are questions? Are you free? Man? Are you free? Exactly. Are you open? Exactly. Yeah. You have to ask that person, are you free? And if they look at you like you're stupid and they just go, well, what is that? You trying to say? You're in a mixed relationship and you know you're master. Yeah. If you're in a mixed relationship and you're like, you know the you know the black chick you're dating or the black dude you're dating turns around and says, the fuck you trying to be? What the fuck you trying to say? No, it's an open-ended question. Are you free mentally, motherfucker? Like, motherfucker, are you free? Is your mind controlled by fucking puppets and satellites? Or do you pick up books and actually research the fucking knowledge in regards to what you think is enlightenment and what consumes you? Because consumption is the most deadliest thing on earth. Because the reason why I say consumption is the most deadliest thing on earth because you can consume something knowledge wise that could be detrimental to you transcending yourself into your evolution once you gain once you gain some type of understanding with that individual and with that being said when you take that concept of consumption in regards to dealing with the opposite sex you have to realize if that person is, if they're consuming that and they're not giving you any feedback, then that person's not for you. But if they're consuming that, your energy and your ideas, and they're giving you an enlightenment in between those ideas or or theories or hypotheses that you're expressing to them, and the energy is not negative but positive, or even not condescending but challenging to your ideas then that motherfucker it's for you but if it's not if those individuals if that individual does not do that that person's not for you because that's the shit i got from my wife she was like who the fuck are you who are you 
like literally looked at me dead in my face and asked me because everybody asks that general question when they're dating they're like oh well tell me about yourself that's just dumb shit that's dumb fucking blind date shit but if a person looks you dead in your eyes and says who are you versus saying tell me about yourself when a person says who are you then you know that motherfucker is ill and they're educated and they're enlightened and you know that person is going to be a challenge towards your mind period as far as that relationship shit (laughs) man you're uh speaking a lot of truth man Mm -hmm. like so the last person i was with one of the last people not the last person it was a couple people after you mind me me when i was young Um, she, she would just show up at my work all the time. Oh, shit. You know, and for me, I just... That's a good thing, though. That means she cares. That means they give a fuck. It was too needy, man, for me. It was too, at least at that point in time. But you gotta understand, women are needy creatures. Yeah, but it's my my, my work, man. Us men, we're not needy. It's my work. Yes. My wife showed up at my job many of times. And I had to suppress my, my man ego and say, hey, honey, hi. Because at the end of the day, what they're doing, they're checking you. But we weren't dating. We weren't dating She's or anything. She's getting the feel for the land. <laughs> She's filling the land. She wants to see if there are any cute-ass chicks there that might be opposition to her. And there's many. That's how they look at it. And there's they're many. primal animals. I'm not saying women are animals. I'm not saying that you're animals at all. But women are primal. They secure their. They want to secure their territory. Even if they. Even if you don't think that you're their territory. They want to secure this shit because in their minds, motherfucker, you're my territory. If they give, if they give away, and this is the twist. This is the twist as us as men, and not just that as men, but us as intellectual men, because sometimes we get so trapped in our egos, because with us being intellectual, we look at it like, just what fucking you God. I just fucked you and just gave you my brain the other night. What do you fucking want from me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and I learned this through knowledge and years of experience in marriage. That sometimes us as intellectual, educated men, we have to like set aside our egos and sometimes give a motherfucker a chance. Granted, it might be a win-win. It might not be a win-win. It might be a fucking lose-lose. Sometimes you got to give a chance. Like, I gave my wife. I, I swear to God, there was many a times where I looked at my I looked at my wife, like, when, when I was courting her. I was like, mother. Damn. Why are you? God, ugh, you smothering. But I had to break myself down and be like, what? let me give her a fucking chance. Let me see. Let me see where this progresses. Let me see where this goes. Let me, let me just see. And like, yeah. you know, opposites do attract. Like, you know, like when my wife met me, I was like this fucking fashion. I was a fucking label whore. Uh, how you call it? I was a what do you call them now? Fucking um, hype beasts. Hype beast. I was a hype beast, like a motherfucker. I mean, crazy hype beast. What I mean, crazy hype beast. You got the Gucci, bruh. Supreme, Stussy, Gucci, fucking all Balenciaga. When Balenciaga, when cats didn't even know what Balenciaga was, like I was just out there. I was just out there. 
that was just from me mingling with bougie ass rich people and shit and like going to parties and going to art gallery parties and shit and I meet these like ritzy ass women that would proclaim that they're intellectual as fuck but they're not they would just be book read well read well, well they book memorized read memorized a bunch of shit they memorized a bunch of shit and then they would basically <laughs> recite the shit out of the book to you and you're like so what what was your take of that and they look at you like well I thought it was an interesting read but bitch you ain't give me a definition not saying bitch but <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you ain't giving me no definition as far as what you read. Like, you're not saying what you read. You're just telling me what you read. You're not really giving me a synopsis in regards to what you fucking read. Like, what what do you think about what you read? Like, it was just you didn't bullshit. Add on, you didn't add on to any of it. Yeah, exactly. Was just, there was no bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was just bullshit. Like, you didn't, like, you didn't, like, you know, you didn't even formulate it into your own fucking words. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, uh, and, and. And life is understanding of meaning. And I'm like, what? Like, yo, that's Confucius. Like, come on. Like, <sighs> like seriously? Like, I think the big thing is like, are you still scared to death? Yeah. Like, like my last, I, I would say my last turn off when I was dating, I was at this gallery party. This was right before I met my wife. Like, a week before I met my wife. I was at this gallery party and like, I met this chick. She's so fucking fine. My superficial ass. I was like, she was so fucking fine. It was ridiculous. And I was like, saying to myself, what the fuck am I going to do with you? Like, she was a model. She was body was just retarded. And I was like, and then when she opened her mouth, she sounded like, she sounded like she was educated. I was like, oh, bro red. Like, you know, she, we got into a debate about politics. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. Like, we got into a debate about fucking... What, what were we debating about? I'm trying to remember. What were we debating about? Um, what were we debating about? Immigration laws. Ooh, we that's got always a, fun. We were debating <laughs> about immigration laws. And she was like, well, Mike family's American and I'm like Ooh. she was Caucasian of course but okay. she was rich Caucasian no offense to Caucasian people I love y'all to death <laughs> I love I love some of y'all to death some of y'all just wrong some of y'all I love y'all to death y'all know what it is <laughs> and like I was like well my father's an immigrant yeah like yeah. he came on a fucking banana boat then Ooh. my then my grand his mother my grandmother came on a banana boat then the rest of my family came on banana boats. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Worked, yeah. You know, so what she stopped said. at Florida and worked their way up north. So, what'd she say? What she It was more or less like she wasn't against immigration, but she was more or less like, well, I'm tired of immigrants using the system to their advantage. And I was like, hold on, pause. I was like, pause. I was like, pause. Hold on. You're just mad that some immigrants or some demographics flip the script and use Uncle Sam to their best advantage, which is okay with me. It's okay. It's all right because for a simple fact, it's just the fact that y'all motherfuckers ain't catch up on the shit. How to manipulate the system. If somebody can come over from another country, become a U.S. citizen, and it's hard as shit for them to find a job 
and just claim Social Security for a minute and just sit, open up a line of credit from another relative and open up a business, then bring the other relatives over and have them work the business and everybody eats and keep the money in the family? What the fuck is wrong with that? That's enterprise. That's called the American fucking goddamn dream, quote-unquote. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. To me, I call that hustling. To me, I call that downright motherfucking hustling. And because no Billy, matter, that was like... Yeah, I call that fucking hustling. And no matter where you come from, you could come from the barrio. You could come from the shanti. You could come from the dirt road, dirt mud roads of Thailand or China. I call that fucking hustling. Period. Because... I have friends that I grew up with that their families had nothing when they came up. I mean, nothing when they got off the plane. 88, 82, 86. Had nothing. Like, these kids couldn't speak fucking English until they got into fucking grade school. To where as though, now, I'm like, damn, why the fuck did my mom or dad do that? <laughs> like why the fuck why the why the why the fuck you get off the boat and just rock why the fuck you ain't get off the boat and rock out like why are you why are you throwing your thumb out and shit like no why the fuck you ain't get it get the fucking grind on like like you know like like for example like my dad I love my dad God bless his soul he got off the boat and was like oh y'all smoke let's get it in <laughs> and lo and behold here I am. Yeah, man. Middle class, black African American. Well, I wouldn't say African American, Dominican, Haitian. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And I'm like, lo and behold, here I am. Which also from has off to- of, from off of, from off of a man selling weed half his life till he died. Not even half, selling weed all his life until he died. Where my mom, fucking worked her ass off. I know. Like my mom, she was she was a telescriber. I remember my mom coming home from her job. She was doing um, data entry at a bank. I remember her coming home and I had to rub her fucking fingertips and her hands and her wrists because she typed for fucking nine to ten hours all fucking day and only had a half an hour break. Whereas though my mom had calluses. I'm like, this is a woman. Women shouldn't have fucking calluses. And she was American. Like, her family, like, you know, her family wasn't American, but she was American. She was born here to have calluses. And, like, she only got them shits when she left my dad. Because it was like, her and my dad separated. And I mean, my dad would come by and drop some love and green love cool. yeah, green <laughs> some love. green love boom check us out you know check for us make sure we was good make sure we everything was fine we wasn't running around acting crazy and acting stupid and bounce and go to his crib and it was ill just growing up like like that like just seeing the pain in my mom's hand you know what I'm saying and like seeing my dad just living fucking comfortable yeah man, and like yeah. And like that dynamic, you know, some cultures, that dynamic stays there. And sometimes in some cultures, that dynamic breaks apart. It's there, but 
it splits in half. That's why I'm like, I tell some of my friends, I, I admire, I admire the Asian dynamic as far as family because old school Asian parents they will stay together, even they will hate each other's fucking souls, but they will stay together just on the strength of the fucking kids. I've never, like, I don't know if this is true. I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing any. I'm not, I'm not throwing any like speculation. I'm yeah. being racist or anything. But I like from from my knowledge, what I've seen, a lot of my Asian friends, their mom and dads would sleep in different rooms, but the dynamic was still in the house. All day, like all I mean, all day, it was there. They might have a physical moment of hug and kiss and shit like that, but they were there. And I was like, damn, like I just looked at my mom like, yo, why can't? Why can't dad just sleep in the fucking guest bedroom? What the fuck? Like, come on. Like, I remember, like, I remember, like, I had my, I wouldn't say I had my, like, my teenage rebellion moment towards my mom. It was about my dad. And I was, like, I was coming to my dad's defense because I was, like, yo, like, dad get money. Like, this dude ain't never broke. He got a Jaguar. Got a house in Jersey. Got a house in Cali. He doing something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, he doing something. So, I was looking at it like, yo, like, I used to ask my mom, like, why can't dad, like, why can't you get back together with dad? Because your dad don't get an honest job. And I used to look at my mom like, does it matter where the money come from? What if your father gets locked up? Da, 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 da. What if he does? My dad was the type of person, he said stuff he planned for the worst. And I used to, I used to go to bat for my dad all the time, like, yo. Dad, I talked to mom. She still ain't trying. Oh man, it's cool. It's all good. You know I love you, mom. Like, and I ain't never seen my dad with another woman. Never. Well, he had, you know, he had his. He had his thing. He had his thing. Yeah. He had his thing. But he never put. He never like brought that in front of you know my face until like like you know when I got older like you know I mean I got siblings outside of my mom, but. He never like brought it to it. He brought it in, in forefront in that respect. For real. But that, but saying that, you know, like I said, it's, it's about energy. Relationships with man and woman is about energy. Like if that energy is calm, then it's cool. If the energy's not calm, then it's like, yo, what's going on? Well, Yusuf, man, that was. <laughs> That was an intense, like, two, two and a half hours, man. My fault. I, no, you're good. I bring out my feelings. No, you're good, <laughs> man. You're feelings. good, man. This is. That's what happens when I smoke when I smoke, when I I smoke smoke a fucking cigar and start drinking Crown Royal. Yeah. That shit comes out of me. Yeah, no, you got, I mean, it was your truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I asked you, what is Yusuf Parker's truth? And this is what you reflect on the kingdom of paradise, man. My truth is a, my truth is a. A scripted novel that is still being written. Still being written, and that's all how day. our audience should take it, man. Is yeah. take all this knowledge and all this, these, this wisdom, and take it as their own and make it their own. You know. Don't get it wrong. My dog, he was dropping jewels all day. Mm-hmm. It's all about dropping jewels. That way, other people can pick the jewels up, man. It's definitely. That's that's the best feeling for I'm in Yeah. So we could pick up, like, for me, I'm picking up some jewels, man. Word. I'm, I'm picking up some Word. jewels. Um, 
but thank you this was another awesome episode of Sibyl's Complex and I hope to our audience you learned something I didn't mean to get all emotional no no that's no no it's not emotional (laughs) at all man it was it was your truth and that's what I asked for man that's what I asked I wanted to hear truth is feeling and feeling is energy and energy is life so whoever is listening to this take your energy and put it to something positive God bless.